deserving listeners, this is our third Dungeons and Dragons session, and Woo-hoo! Adam and Adam yeah. are here to demonstrate their model of using tabletop role playing games for therapeutic uses. If you're not interested in this sort of thing, then I recommend you uh, skip this episode. But if you're into it, stick with us because this is going to be fun. You know, D and D campaigns. They usually take a little bit of time to get off the ground because the stories, the characters, the, they start to flesh out more, you know, third session. And the first couple sessions, you're you know, still trying to get to know who you are as a character and this kind of thing. But if they skip it, they'll miss the Sigmund Freud deep dive in the middle of the episode. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be packed in there. Yeah. It's actually going to be the character Sigmund Freud is going to show up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> we're all going to need some therapy in the middle of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what we're going to do today. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist, a professor, and a third-level dwarven cleric of Moradin. Who are you, Bruno? My name is Berto, and I am Grolo the Cruel. I am like, uh, what level am I? You're level three, too. I'm a level three. <laughs> barbarian. Half orc barbarian. Very okota, which means pissed off. Okay. <laughs> Who are you, Adam? Um, I'm Adam Davis. In real life, I'm one of the executive directors of game to grow And in the game, I'm Shoosh, a level three tiefling bard. Mm. Uh, and I'm Adam Johns. Uh, in real life, I'm the other executive director of game to grow uh, And I am playing the dungeon master and game master of this world. Can we hang the dungeon master, hang the dungeon master? You can sing the song, okay. but I can't guarantee that something horrible might happen to your <laughs> Hang the DM, hang the DM, hang the DM. Um, so I've talked about this before, but just a short refresher. game to grow is a nonprofit that I am on the board. Adam and Adam are the, exec- or the directors, but they're also the main workforce uh, at game to grow um, In the future, they will probably just be pulling all the puppet strings on all the employees as we grow but for now they're doing all the vision all the hard work all the you know promotion everything um and what game to grow does is uh, it's a nonprofit, and i see ourselves five ten years from now being the uh, main hub for all things therapeutic gaming around the world uh, there will be other organizations obviously but um we will be uh, you know, known to everyone that does this sort of thing will be probably at least hopefully somewhat known to all therapists, all educators, all hospitals, all community, you know, community centers, this kind of thing. Is, is there a CEO? No. How did this? With, uh, with nonprofits, you don't have to do the CEO structure. You don't really have to oh, okay. do that with for-profits. Because, you know, like when the boards are there, like, and the CEO always says, like, God damn it, I don't well, know that, how I'm going to explain this to the, to the board. Well, that's, 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 that's that conversation yeah. a lot, actually. <laughs> how am I going to explain this to Kirk and the rest yeah, yeah. of that? But, but it's two of us, so we, we go back one. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to pick it up. Uh, no, I One word. Oh, I see. I oh, you stole the words. Uh, you complete my sandwiches. What happened to There was a moment there where I missed that. We you lost complete the my sandwiches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One time I referred to myself as Adam Johns on a panel. <laughs> so my name's Adam Johns, and uh oh. Actually, <laughs> I, my name's actually Adam Davis. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> so if you're interested in this sort of thing, go to gametogrow.org and learn more, particularly if you're a therapist or an educator or even a parent who wants to use or learn how to to potentially use game like Dungeons & Dragons 
to therapeutic usage, self-esteem, social skills, uh, bonding with other people, making friends, having fun, uh, learning how to work with other people well, learning how to express your emotions, learning emotional regulation. It's all there in the game. And uh, it's fun for people to do. Kids love it. They, they really take to it. Everyone takes to it, in my opinion, anyone with half a brain. Um, so before we get into it, before I forget, I just want to do a, another couple announcements. I want to thank people. I posted on uh, Facebook and whatnot for my birthday and, and other places for people to donate to game to grow And a n- number of listeners to the podcast uh, ha- did that. Um, one anonymous person said, after listening to the sessions on the podcast, I can totally see how this approach could help. Great way of preserving the fun aspect of games and do therapeutic work at the same time. Why were you anonymous? That, that's, that's upsetting to me. You should have <laughs> let me know because I would have donated. It's not too late. Uh, it's not too late? Oh, yay. Mark Emanuel, an old friend of mine, actually. When I was in grade school, I saw D&D for the first time. Cool cause, Kirk. Claudia Haig, very convincing concept, she says. Mary Holden, actually a student of mine. Each and every one of us can surely benefit from therapy. And Marvin Bellows, as a therapist and avid tabletop player and dungeon master, I couldn't possibly think of a better cause. So if you're interested in donating, you can just go to gametogrow.org and, and donate. It's, it's a good cause, like I when said. When does it end? Never, but this, oh, this, this particular... Um, We're always looking for donations. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we did a December, November I see. Uh, campaign. A drive. Yeah. We have the, the year, end of year giving campaign goes for 21 more days. Oh. Yeah. So it's not too late. Yeah. And those donated funds mean a lot. They um, go a long, long way to helping us make sure that we never have to turn anybody away from our groups to make sure that we can always get uh, more people in. And our groups are getting very full now. And so we're working on expanding and, and getting more services to more people. So Can I um, donate to specifically blacklist some people? Um, you can donate and, and blacklist yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're a small enough organization where every dollar really does count, uh, especially as we are basically a startup looking for funds to survive. Like there's a chance that, you know, if we don't play our cards right, that uh, we won't survive. If you don't that, roll yeah. the dice just right. Yeah. And so along those lines, if anyone knows of a fund source like a connection at Bill and Gates, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or... You know what? Who else are you hitting up? Uh, or or wealthy wealthy people who who like to donate to causes, who like to be able to say like, um, I, I want to donate to something that really matters. Yeah. This is something that really matters. Yeah. It's cutting edge. It's it's uh, brand new um, in the sense of of there's really not a lot of people doing this, and um, we are an, an amazing organization to help support um, to help get gaming in a positive way into so many other people's lives. Nice. Yes, yeah. we could. If convinced with enough cashola, put your name on one of the Dungeons and Dragons tables. What? We could, we could call it like the Jerry Johnson D&D table or something. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know. We could the, name the lobby. We could name we, the conference we, room. We have, we have a lobby. You could, you could have your name on the lobby. We'd make a little plaque. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. The, the hallway, chairs, <laughs> yeah. a particular 20-sided die. Um, <laughs> so I have a couple other announcements, too. So my family... Um, 
uh, wanted to donate to this thing, but uh, because they don't like doing credit cards over the internet, they just, they literally <laughs> snail mailed me cash. <laughs> and so I just thought I would give you guys this $80 from, from my parents. Take it. It's raining. That's a huge thank you so much to, to your parents and thank your Thank you so much. From I my parents and, and my aunts and uncles, uh, they wanted to donate and sent me cash in the mail. <laughs> if you'd like, I'll, I'll hang on to it during the show. <laughs> And hope you forget. just to make sure it gets to the right place, right? Yeah. Sure. I have another announcement. So, Umberto, since you've never had your own dice, oh. I, I bought you what very special <laughs> oh, dice. No way! Oh, oh, that's no. super uh, sweet. Look, wow. coming in a nice case. I wish you guys could see that. I'm going to have to tweet about this. They're metal. You should t- take. I'm going to have to tweet take about this. Yeah, seriously, these are like the baddest ass dice. Where'd you it's get like the dice? Card? Black metal with red letters. Like, I should be listening to some. Some death death metal right now. Yeah, that'd be very D and D of you. This yeah. is this is like a big this is a big moment of being able yeah. to have your own dice. That's like a big deal in the D and D world. That of, of dude being you've gra- you've graduated high quality. I know. I'm actually jealous of your dice. I th- I Man. thought about buying my own, but, <laughs> but maybe later. This is amazing. Thank you so much, man. I'm touched by an angel. Like roll the twenty sided die. It's a hunk of metal. That is like, you know, yeah. it's like seriously. Wow. It's got a lot of weight. <laughs> this is weighty. These are weighty yeah. decisions. When you, boom. Yeah. Oh, you four. can hear it. Yeah. You can hear that die. Yeah. Well, I never said it would roll well. Why did you buy me loaded dice at least? God dang. <laughs> All right. Any other announcements before we get into the game? Super sweet. I think, that, I think that's good. I think All right. Let's do it. Um, so I actually wanted to, as we're, as we're getting started with the game, before our recap, um, uh, I want to help establish your characters a little bit more. Um, oh. So I'm going to ask a couple of questions uh, for you to talk about for your character. So we have we have Thrain, we have Grolo, we have Shush. And uh, we've made a little bit of backstory over the course of our game so far. But I have some questions to help flush out even more uh, an understanding of who your character is. Um, so let's, let's start with Thrain. Um, Thrain, what I'm really curious about is... Why? Why did Thrain leave his home and his his dwarf uh, family um, in order to be out in the world as an adventurer like this? Yeah. Well, uh, he w- grew up in a church, a temple of Moradin, in a small town of Featherdale, and he is just a typical. A young priest trying to spread the news of of Moradin and trying to uh, glorify his his deity by doing good works. So is this is this a common uh, uh, thing in your church? Is is like you grow up and then you leave in order to spread the good word, or is that uh, uncommon? For um, I don't know if he knows the answer to that question. He grew up in a very small town, so he doesn't really know. But he the temple already had a head priest and dwarves of a long time. So he, you know, wasn't he? He grew. It was, uh, it was too. The church was too small for two strong priests. I mean, that's putting it strong. He he's just like in my young years of what? How old is he? Um, Sixty years. You know, that's young for a that dwarf. is very, that is actually pretty. Yeah. Young for a dwarf. In his young years, he's like, well, you know, I, I got to get out into the world and might as well spread the news. You know. Um, awesome. And then my last question for you is, um, what do you see as the main tenants? And maybe there's debate about this across the church, but what what does um, Thrain see as the main tenants of Moradin? The main tenants are 
strength and goodness and integrity. Awesome. I don't know if that's yeah, that's that's perfect. canon, but <laughs> that's the, what I'm saying. The the great thing is is like um the the world that we're playing in uh is going to be shaped by us as players, right. and so um we're basing we're basing a fair amount of of stuff on like um D and D lore and and sort of a lot of the the things that come from from the very very rich tapestry that is the D and D world. Uh, but we're also going to change lots of things as they suit our needs as players or as the the world that we're creating. Uh, needs to be shifted in order for things to make sense. Cool. Um, uh, so if, if, if those are the tenets of Moradin, the, well understood across across our realm, then that's how it is. Um, uh, however, Forgotten Realms wants to define it. Cool. Uh, perfect. Okay. Grolo. Yep. Um, what does Grolo know about his orc culture, and how does he know it? Yeah, okay. So, uh, hold on. Mm-hmm. Should I answer now? You can, yeah, you can uh, go for it, Grillo. Yeah, it's a painful story. Is it a painful story? Painful story. Okay. Uh, as a child, my my mother was not around. Uh, before I was born, uh, evil orc invaded my village, and needless to say, I was born in awful circumstances. Uh, I do not like. The thought of that. I hate my father, and one day I will find him. But um, I did spend some time with orcs against my will, but there are unfortunately some things that I really do like, probably because I just did them as a child. Was it was it as a young child that you spent a lot of time with orcs? Yeah. Hmm. I love some of the food. There are things called leap pies. They're made out of creature. We call them leaps. The pies are really great. And I like some of the games. The The games are strong games where we fight hard. And uh, my my human friends couldn't quite enjoy the games after the first game. <laughs> and so I prefer some of the orcs to play with. Uh, but beyond that, I do not hold much love. All right. Um, so I, I'm imagining then that that means that Grolo might have, there might be some orcs that Grolo's had positive relationships with. This is true, yes. Mm. There was a, an old orc who uh, was like a father to me, but I could never accept an orcish father, so I look at him more like a mentor. Mm. And I did learn some valuable war lessons, and survival skills and so i have fond memory um awesome this is, this is uh perfect thank you so much um Grilla. uh shush i have a question for you okay um my question for you shush is uh what is shush getting out of his uh relationship and i guess specifically sticking around with grolo and thrain yeah what well, i know i want the answer <laughs> so shush has been living on a boat um, in this town, um, he was sort of using the excuse the ships couldn't leave because they were going to be attacked by the pirates um, as an excuse of like, oh, I guess I got to stay in this town. Um, Shush, Shush's name comes from the fact that it's a, it's a nickname, really, but his name comes from the fact that, that his uh, parents would just kind of say Shush to him all the time. Like they wanted him to stop talking and stop making noise. And uh, he's a musician. 
And so Shush has always wanted to like be someone who is a performer or be someone who is important that people want to have around. And uh, he's never really found that in his hometown. And so Shush uh, was in this town we were in and then sort of stumbled in when, when these, these guys wanted to go on, a, on, a, on his ship. All of a sudden, Shush is kind of important. Shush maybe might like be recognized and appreciated for who he actually is, um, who is, you know, uh, he plays the violin so, so well. Um, and uh, so I think what Shush gets out of being with, uh, with these two guys is um, uh, adventure because Shush has always wanted to be someone who could accomplish things. Really, Shush has always wanted to like be someone who is in the stories. Shush tells stories and he's can play the, the songs of heroes from, from days gone by, but he's always wanted to be one of those heroes. Mm. And this group, we've already accomplished so much that people right. might tell stories about. So he wants to stick around and see how, how big this story can get. Maybe mm. someday we'll tell a story about Shush someday. So get the the chance to be like the the center chance to be the hero of legend mm-hmm. uh, is is a big part of his his yeah. desire. He sees an opportunity here. With, That's what with he Frank would say. Gold. He would say he wants people to tell stories about him. What mm-hmm. I would say, and not as Shush, but talking about Shush, is that Shush just wants to be a part of something. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, cool. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's but, by the way, one deep. one detail I, I I'll just add is the name of the mentor is was I don't know if he's alive. Is Zarabo with two R's? Zarabo. Zarabo. Perfect. I cannot roll my R's, so I'm going to do my best yeah. <laughs> with with Zarabo. Yeah. Um. Awesome. That's that's great. So now we have a little <laughs> bit more backstory. Um. Uh. Now I guess we need to recap our game. Does anybody want to do the recap, or should I do the recap? Uh, I could do the recap. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. Go for it. So the three of us, uh, Shush, Grolo, and I, Thrain, met up to uh, do a job for a town, and we succeeded, and we traveled back to the town, and I had a dream in which a very ominous dream, and, you know, Moradin often sends me, uh, you know, important omens of uh, an ancient, wait, wait, dream, uh fire and a huge orc of Grumsh, the one-eyed um, uh, god of orcs, evil god of orcs, chaotic evil, I'm guessing. And there's our large city in the south with a red sky, so lots of omens there. So we get to town, and I'm trying to tell everyone, I- I'm fairly sure that a bunch of orcs are going to come to the town and burn the town down and harm everyone. Uh, these guys proceed to uh, party and everything. <laughs> and uh, then we met Lord Blanamir. Blancmir. Blancmir. Yeah. And we Which gave him... a terrible him, name I came up with. <laughs> uh, we, we, in the first job, we retrieved something of his. We gave it back to him. He seemed very pompous and slightly evil and didn't like me particularly. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't pick up on that. He but, liked Grolo. Yeah. And we gave him... He's from, the, he's from a... A city in the south called Piha, uh, Piha, Piha, and he is a professor of archaeology in Piha. And when we gave him back his, uh, you know, this minor artifact, he seemed like nonchalant about giving it back to him. So it seems like an interesting character. And we also uh, acquired a uh, one of uh, a thief, essentially. 
And uh, my idea was we needed him to infiltrate because we want to plan. We plan on going to the capital city of Pihiha to investigate further the mystery that is laid out before us about this minor artifact. And uh, Moradin seems to be telling me, uh, you know, this is I'm telling you this because and usually Moradin tells me things because I have a job to do. So it seems like there's something is. Something bad is happening or afoot, and, and so we, we have to go to Patihat sometime. But anyway, we're in town, and at the end of the last adventure, the orcs had just descended on the town and had uh, started an attack. And luckily, everyone had rehearsed their emergency. <laughs> they, they, they had, they had yeah. thanks to Thrain. I, I will add that, that oddly, Grolo, which normally never has these things, had a dream that same <laughs> sleep time frame, <laughs> yeah. which... Uh, was seemed somewhat related. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With a lot of fire. With a lot of fire. Yeah. Um, perfect. Um, well, then we pick it right back up uh, as there was a loud explosion outside of uh, the the tavern that you're staying in or that you're Not drinking. Loud in. enough. You have fun. Holy artist. Perfect. <laughs> um, and uh, and as you went out outside the door, uh, suddenly an arrow. Uh, hit the side of the door with black fletching. Uh, you oh. know, you know to be orc fletching. Right. Well, let me make it to sound. Bam. Bam. Perfect. I want everybody to roll me perception checks. Uh, I did not make it. Six. Oh, wow. 17. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, uh, I'll say, um, Thrain, you are um, more engrossed with, like, making sure that people are safe. And as as you're sort of, like, looking around and you're maybe even, like, pointing out to people, like, follow the plan. (laughs) Go to the docks. Get on a boat. Um, And you're you're definitely seeing a lot of people are coming out of their homes and they are looking really confused. Um, uh, They don't quite know what's going on and... and, uh, um, they heard the explosion. That's enough to, to pull them out of their homes, but they're sort of getting their bearings. Um, but Grolo and Shush, both of you uh, can see the inn that you're in at um, actually is sort of towards the edge of edge of the town. And you can see that the um, uh, explosion appears to have been uh, like a cart that has absolutely is up in flames oh. now um, on the very edge of the town uh, that it doesn't look like there was any horse or anything by it. It was just a cart that was that was towards the edge of the town, but it is definitely now uh, ablaze, and it looks like the explosion from the cart also caused fire to sort of catch onto some of the nearby buildings close to it. Yeah. And the guards are springing to action. Uh, so you can see them, uh, because the guard had been doubled uh, thanks to Thrain's warnings, they are now pulling out swords and they're pulling out bows and they're, they're going after uh, whatever seems to be going on. Um, and you can see several guards get hit by um, these same black-fletched arrows, arrows um, that appear to be um, being fired from the from the forest. Uh, so you don't actually see any figures firing the arrows. You just see sort of arrows flying, flying into the um, city um, from the forest, not too far away from the edge of the town. Um, uh, what do you guys want to want to do in this situation? Uh, uh, Thrain, you haven't noticed the arrows yet. Um, it's hard not to notice the fire and explosion, but um, the arrows, the extra arrows coming from the forest, you haven't noticed that yet until uh, Shush and Grolo bring it to your attention. Okay. Um, I guess I would be primarily concerned for the citizens, so I guess I'm keeping an eye on that rather than running into the 
um, forest, which I'm sure Grolo will be doing soon at some point. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Um, so, Depending on his disposition, of course. <laughs> um, Do we recognize the black fletch, whatever it's called, on the arrow? I think I, I think I gave it to you last time. I'll, I'll assume that orcs are widespread enough that all of you can recognize this as a very common orc fletching. Okay. Um, uh, but for sure, Grolo would recognize it without a roll. Okay. What so, do you do? Okay, so um, I uh, thoughtfully just run in the direction where I think the arrows are coming from. Perfect. And I yell. I yell. Um, I yell something like, You shall attack us this way! <laughs> Very articulate. <laughs> <laughs> and, and And the other thing, I don't think I cast Rage yet. <laughs> but basically, I'm like... I'm like really pissed off because this thing almost hit me. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You um, don't and cast I, rage. You just rage. Yeah. I, I don't think I rage yet, but I, I'm I'm getting there. <laughs> um, perfect. Shush. Are you following? So I, I'm imagining because this attention is is drawn a slightly different direction. Uh, Thrain is is sort of headed towards the people, and Grolo is sort of headed towards the forest. Do you want to follow Grolo towards the forest? Or do you want to follow Thrain towards the people? I think I've got to follow Grolo. Okay. It's kind of a choose your own adventure. It is a little bit of choose your own. <laughs> yeah. right. Turn to page seventeen. Since you, <laughs> since you follow Grolo, turn to page twenty-two. <laughs> I mean, um, having said that, I'm, I definitely have my eye on these guys because if they get into a situation, like I'll I'll go to them, but I'm. You know, there's arrows flying through the air, so I'm just trying to get everyone out of the situation. Um, it's it's nighttime, and so it is uh, dark enough now that um, this is part of the reason the orcs use black fletched arrows is they're very hard to see in midair. Um, and uh, if you don't have the three of you have dark vision, um, uh, and so all of you can can make them out much more easily than everybody else. But especially with the fires going on and everything like that, the arrows just sort of appear out of nowhere um, in, in for just about everyone else. Um, and so you can see the the people that are standing around are confused, and they don't really they don't really know uh, what's happening. And many of them haven't even noticed that there are like arrows and things. They just think that someone had an accident and apparently caused like a big a big thing of fire or something like that. Um, so there's there's not a lot of other noises. It's not, it's not like you're hearing, uh, like, orc cheering or orc drums or anything like that. Um, and I'll actually have... Um, Do we know whether the, the fire was caused by a flaming arrow? Um, from your vantage right now, you cannot okay. you cannot tell. Uh, not after the explosion. Um, you would have you would have been able to tell if you were there before the explosion happened. Um, Thrain, so you can see all these people are really confused, and many of them are like starting to wander toward the cart. Um, uh, that's that's towards the edge of the town that arrows are seem to be flying all around that are going like, oh, we need to get the buckets and start putting out some fires and things like that. So you can see like people are are not having the appropriate response that that Thrain might want them to have here. Yeah. Um, uh, Grolo, mm-hmm. um, since you were take, taking off in that direction, uh. um, and Shush, I guess you you would notice this too. Um, uh, you can see their arrows flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them are. are burying themselves into the guards uh, who are starting to uh, um, grab shields and hold them up uh, to protect themselves from the arrows. But there's also, they're they're flying like all over the the roads. Um, They're not necessarily like super accurate archers. Right. Um, uh, It's it's more like a big scatter. These are not elves. Of arrows, (laughs) yeah. Um, But you head head off in that direction. You can see um, the guards are sort of of, um, reacting and actually rallying a little bit um, behind the two of you. I'm actually going to have you both roll me um, I think I'm going to make this a 
uh, intimidation check, but Grolo, you can use your intimidation with uh, strength instead of charisma. No. <laughs> so eight. So what do I what do I do with the? Let me see. Oh, so um, this is a this is a modification. Sometimes we make for the for the character sheet. Normally, it says charisma for your intimidation, but in this case, yeah. so you got um, a plus five, so it's thirteen. Okay. In this case, Grolo is is so strong. We're going to have him do it with his strength I instead. I got a critical fail. Oh. Even though I have a plus four in charisma, my intimidation is normally pretty good. So um, in this case, what you what I, what I was having you roll for is like how how epic do you look sort of running into this into this battle? Um, so Grolo, you actually look like pretty pretty strong. You're you're like a, a, a show of force. Uh, you are the Hulk uh, running into this battle, um, and so people the guards are are like. Like nodding and, the, and they're getting ready. They're getting pumped right. up for for whatever's com, go, coming at them. Um, but shush. Uh, so it's, for those who don't know, a critical fail on a twenty sided die is when you roll a natural one. And usually, when you have, if you roll a twenty or a one, the, the DM like makes up either something epic or horrible. So are you so shush, so shush is about to. Have something epically horrible happen. Were your to shoes untied? Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to have you describe what do you do that's ep- distinctly not uh, like an, an epic run into battle. I think uh, that's the op- whatever the opposite of that is. I think Shush is so excited about like having an adventure. Like he's got this look of like glee on his face that's sort of like excited and also terrified at the same time. <laughs> like, it's time for an adventure. <laughs> it's 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 really off putting. <laughs> like, like a shy six year old walking into a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Uh, uh, excited and horrified all the same time. This is overwhelming. <laughs> Um, well, there are arrows falling down around you, um, and I'm going to have you both roll me, um, in, I guess, investigation checks. Um, as you're basically looking for who's firing the arrows. Um, oh. and while that's going on, um, so Thrain... 19. Oh, nice. Ooh. Six. Awesome. These, these <laughs> you're rolling so well good today. Dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my birthday was on Friday. Oh, <laughs> oh happy I birthday. might need some new dice. Oh. Um, well, happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. How old are you? Do you want to say? Um, 14. 14, <laughs> yeah. Next year, I get my driver's permit. Yeah. yeah. So and after that, I get my license. And then I don't want to have to drive me everywhere. Oh. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but I'm actually older than Adam is. Wow. Um, I'm 122. Oh, so. okay. That's yeah. That's, that's young. It's that's, young for an elf. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a young, young age for an elf. Um, Thrain, what are you doing uh, I'm as they're running off? I'm trying to, I, you know. Evacuate! We're being attacked. Evacuate! If Don't save go your life, fire. <laughs> run to follow the evacuation plan because you know I see that gu- the guards are not doing because they're not doing their job to no. corral the people. They're just chasing after some dumb half. Yeah. No, the gu- the guards are actually yeah. definitely like. Uh, responding to the attack more than they are to the people, yeah. and so you you don't see any guards that are like trying to protect the and people. They're they're like headed to the edge of the forest to try yeah. to to try to halt whatever is going on. Evacuate, evacuate. At this point, I think they're um, trying to stop Shush from hurting. <laughs> they're trying to run away from Shush. Oh my! Look at um, the adventure happening. <laughs> Thrain, I want you to roll me a, a persuasion check, um, and because of all of the work that you did, I'll let you roll with advantage. Okay. Um, because a lot of the the people like the. Um, uh, the innkeeper's family. 
What? Oh, were you t- was that T for terminology? Yeah. I thought you were doing timeout. No, I was saying oh. T for terminology. Uh, advantage, it means that he will roll twice and take the higher of the two rolls. So I got a 18. Um, awesome. Uh, uh, you're you're pretty persuasive. Uh, they get they get snapped out of their their stupor a little a little bit as you as you say this, um, and you can see a few people. Some of the ones that you remember talking to uh, that are like coming out of their homes. You can see the whole family that you helped pack uh, all their stuff. Glorious, <laughs> and, they, and you can see that they've they've like they probably started unpacking after you <laughs> after you left, but that was only minutes ago. Oh. And you can see them them like grabbing all their like suitcases um, and heading out the bo- out the door now that this explosion happened. And they clearly don't think you're crazy anymore. And they, yeah. they're like they're they're joining in with your choir of evacuate, and they're they're telling everybody else, yeah, evacuate, we're under attack. The prophecy is true, and they're the they're, dwarf was right. <laughs> they're, they're, they're they're going right along with you, and it, it's really helping to to. Do Deliver your message. Um, so a lot of the people kind of snap out of their their stupor and snap out of uh, sort of the the rubbernecking of wanting to see what's going on, and they start grabbing whatever they have or their loved ones, and they start taking off towards the docks in the opposite direction. Awesome. Um, uh, and so you you sort of usher them in that direction while this while this other part is going on, and then you'll be able to join back up with man. Um, bear pig is real. Yeah, <laughs> he's in the forest. Uh, half man, half bear, half pig. Um, so, uh, Grolo, you um, can see, with your dark vision, mm-hmm. you can see much better than these guards. The guards are taking up uh, sort of a formation at the okay. edge of the, the roads. Um, you can almost imagine uh, that there's like um, a series of uh, houses and buildings that, that come up to uh, sort of the, ed- the end of a long road. Mm-hmm. And the road is very wide, wide enough for, for several carts to all be traveling all at once. This is sort of the main thoroughfare. But um, as you come up to uh, the the edge of it, the guards clearly like they know what they're doing well enough to to know how to defend the town. They they make like a big phalanx um, okay. of of a guard line at the edge of the road uh, to basically start start defending stuff. And many of them sort of take up bows or crossbows actually and start firing back into the woods, although they can't really see what they're firing at. Oh, okay. um, but Grolo, you can see uh, a little bit better. You definitely make out the shape of uh, what look to be orcs. Um, firing oh. from the from the woods, um, and you can see them uh, pulling out bows, and they're definitely firing. Uh, they're sort of doing like a duck and weave uh, thing, where they'll fire and then move position, and then fire again. I see. Um, uh, and you can see there's probably um, there's probably we'll say half a dozen uh, that you can easily see in the in the woods there. Can I see them too? Um, shush! Uh, you notice one or two. You can tell that there are orcs there, um, but you don't see as many because your roll wasn't as high. So you don't see as many um, uh, orcs as as Grolo does. He's, he gets a little bit of a better a better view of them. Can I cast fairy fire to make some of them glow with a shimmering outline yes. so they can be better targeted? Yes, you can. It is a dex save thirteen to see if they um, if this spell is effective on them. Awesome, uh, and it's uh, every uh, person in a twenty foot cube. I'm going to say you can hit at least three of them um, uh, with that, and they all failed their their deck save. So, nice. um, so yeah, uh, give me a description for what your fairy fire looks like. So, um, Shush plays sort of an offbeat chord, or an off note on his uh, on his violin, <laughs> and then everyone around him kind of like sort of off put by that and the guards were kind of like what's going on and then um, why is that guy playing music that seems like a weird that thing to do he's already, he's already been sort of off putting and now he's playing the violin while the town burns um, 
Nero. But, yeah. But then three, I guess you said three, right? Yeah. Three of them sort of have this uh, sort of vague purple outline glow oh. around them. That, and it illuminates like within 10 feet around them. So everybody can see, I'm assuming, the glow that's emanating from these guys. Absolutely. Uh, the guards now absolutely can can orcs! see them as, as figures. They start yelling. Do they recognize them as orcs? They do. And so they, they start look. they start shouting, uh, orcs! Orcs! orcs. Um, and uh, uh, many of the, the bowmen that are in the back line start start taking aim at the ones that you can oh, see nice. more, much more clearly. Um, Grolo, do you want to... The forest is, is probably a good... I'm ready to sling. You're ready to sling. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the forest is, is a good, we'll say, um, uh, 40 feet or so from the edge of the town. Uh, but you can definitely sling. I mean, I was going to keep running, but all of a sudden, someone painted a nice little target for uh, me. They're, they're, they're so a super I'm going to sling. Um, awesome. Okay. Uh, give me a sling attack. And at this point, I think we're going to have you guys roll. Uh, I guess we'll have you roll initiative. Um, so I want everybody to roll me a. Um, I like to use a d10 for initiative. Um, so we're actually going to use a d10 for initiative. That's this one. Really? Oops, this is a, a homebrew rule we like to, like to use in a lot of our groups. It really just makes your initiative bonus more meaningful. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I rolled a one, so. Oops. Awesome. So, Do I get uh, a bonus to my initiative? Which it's your plus deck. two, so four. Perfect. So I'm one. My modified initiative is ten. Well, <laughs> nice. And so that's perfect because Shushu got your fairy fire out and now we're a little. That makes sense though, because I'm I'm so amped up that I'm like. Ugh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um. Perfect. Uh, Grolo, now you can make your your attack roll with your. Um, okay. With your sling, so give me a give me a d twenty and and then and then uh, the uh, damage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's not what happened to these dice you sold me. <laughs> they were doing so well. Two plus uh, what am I doing here? It's a miss. <laughs> it, it's, it's gonna miss. miss. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm sorry. You have advantage. Uh, fairy fire gives you advantage on okay. your roll. So roll again. So roll, roll again. again. Oh, I get a free one. Please, please, please. Eight plus. What do I add? Should say next year. Next year. Uh, yeah, Adam plus can, four. Can point it out to you. Okay, so twelve. So twelve is not enough to hit this guy, uh, uh, but it is enough to to spook him. He now he okay. now like like uh, right. knows that like you're this you're big targeting. Rock just flew by. Yeah, his exactly, head. exactly. Okay. Um, and so you can see him like like react. Um, you're just seeing sort of his his outline now, yeah. but you can see him like react a little bit. Um, and uh, he motions to the other um, archers uh-huh. uh, to fire at you. <gasps> oh, um, <laughs> that's gonna make me pissed off though. <laughs> um, you you've uh, in just a couple of seconds you you've really like done quite a lot uh, to like get people. You can see people are moving, and this is a small enough town that like neighbors know each other and and people help each other. And so um, you can see that like people who are coming out of their homes are like knocking on other people's homes they have a telephone tree yeah they have this kind of a telephone <laughs> tree um the and and they're they're telling each other different messages that get slightly different every time they crazy they, dwarf yeah. was right <laughs> um uh, but you can see them, them like alerting each other uh for anybody who didn't come out of their homes from from the massive explosion so you can you, you definitely got the ball rolling on on oh. this so i start making my way over to them um, uh, so how many guards are there, by the way? Um, there are, right here, um, there are a dozen guards. Okay. Um, and it sounds like there are more coming. Do they seem competent? 
Um, they do. They they seem kind of surprisingly competent. Actually, <laughs> this is a small town, and the guards are um, not always great in these small towns. Uh, you you two have traveled. I guess all three of you have traveled quite a lot, um, and you've been to plenty of small towns where the guards were not very competent. Is Captain Marist with them? Uh, he doesn't appear to be here at the moment, um, okay. although you imagine with all the commotion, unless unless the same thing is happening in other places in the town, he will probably be here very shortly. Okay. Uh, so, if I can, I ask one of the guards if Captain Marist is coming, because otherwise someone else needs to be in control, and if someone else isn't, then it'll You're be... You're gonna step up. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that's a, that's totally a good point. Uh, there is... Uh, they, they sort of look confused. There's no lieutenant here or, or anybody, like, with a with a rank. But I asked them, is he coming? Do they think oh, he's coming? Um, uh, I think one of them... Yeah. One of them One of them turns and says, um, uh, somebody sent, sent a missive his way. Um, so he's, he's on his way. Um, I say... Uh, we need to close the distance now, so let's move. Awesome. Uh, give me a... Um, I, I love the leadership of it. Uh, give, me, give me another uh, persuasion check, and again with advantage, because I, I, I like the, the imagery. Well, I wrote of, a critical fail, but then I rolled a 16. Oh, that's right. Oh. So, uh, 19. Awesome. Uh, he, he'll snap, too. Um, you're not a member of the guard. You're not. In fact, um, up until very recently, you were just a crazy dwarf that was, uh, was uh, spouting prophecies. To Maybe them. that gave him a lot of credibility. <laughs> it, was, it, may, it may have like really settled yeah. in for a lot of them. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, he sort of snaps, too, and, and he um, hunkers down. He's one of the shieldmen, uh, and he hunkers down with his shield, and he says, um, uh, moving forward on command, and, and sort of like turns to you and waits for you to get and I just get right side by side with him. Awesome. Yeah. Do, are you holding your shield up as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, sweet. That's going to uh, be perfect. I want you to roll me, actually, I want all three of you to roll me per- perception checks. I didn't get a 17. Should be one of the big ones. Shoes got a four. <laughs> nice. Perception? Yeah. Yeah. So I got a 15. Okay. So uh, 17, 15, four. Perfect. Um, uh, that's going to come up in, in just a second. But um, first, you start advancing. Um, the Grolo, you are out in front of the. Unless you wanted to be. No, I think you're. I think you're out in front of the the line. Uh, Shush, I think you are also out in front of the line because the two of you were basically trying to trying to lead and close. Yeah, the, I was close following Grolo to try um, to offer so, some support. Uh, the um, the arrows start sort of <laughs> flying flying in your direction as well. Um. Grolo, what is your armor class? All right, let's see. Okay. So I've got 14. Yeah, you got 14. <laughs> That's it. Okay, perfect. Uh, Grolo, you get hit by uh, two arrows. Okay. Um, and you're going to take... Uh, you're going to take 10 damage from those. 10 damage. And then Shush, you got hit by one arrow. Okay. So you're, you're going to take five oh, no, damage. Shush. Um, and then uh, the bows also uh, some of the some of the um, arrows start flying in your direction as well, Thrain, and, and attacking some of the, the guardsmen. Now you're moving the line forward, okay. um, and you can see um, because they're all moving the line and they've got their shields. Um, it's it actually is a, like a pretty solid defense. Uh, you're getting a lot of arrows that are hitting your shields, but none of them are like really breaking through the line, cool. and they're all sort of like 300 style, uh, like uh, steadily moving forward <laughs> with their with their shields held out in front of them and kind of uh, um, sitting behind their shields with their swords drawn. Are there nips out? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> it's cold. It's kind of a cold. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a cold night. Normally, yes, but but not in this case. Yeah. Um, uh, perfect. So uh, in this moment, as you're like sort of um, bringing the line closer and closer to the forest, um, Thrain, you notice a shadowy figure um, diving past uh, the flames and the cart. So the flame, the, the cart that had exploded is sort of to to everybody's right, um, and that building is on fire, and the and there's there's fire sort of everywhere. Um, and Thrain, just out of the corner of your eye, um, you catch a, a shadowy figure moving into the town um, from sort of the side, the alleyway um, side part of the of the town. What did it look like, shadowy figure? Like it like someone trying to hide kind of a thing uh yes yeah it, it definitely looks like somebody sort of using the cover of darkness and and the backdrop of these flames uh to sneak through and okay. it definitely looked like it was somebody coming from the forest oh i guess i i totally forgot to include nicholas here oh yeah, oh, yeah. um nicholas is uh sort of a coward yeah um but he came back you you guys didn't necessarily have uh, you hadn't yet had a, an opportunity to see Nicholas in action. Um, so as soon as the explosion happened and everybody ran outside, and Nicholas ran outside too and saw that there were arrows and orcs or whatever is going on, uh, Nicholas basically um, uh, sort of hid in the in the corner um, and ran away a little bit into the back into the running into away. The, into the game. Um, and he said something to the to the extent as you were sort of headed out. He was like. Um, uh, <laughs> Oh, wait, Let me know if you need the, me. I gotta do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was basically, it was basically like, um, I'll guard the all the alcohol. Make sure it doesn't burn anything down. <laughs> uh, and he's like hiding back in the. It's not a bad idea. Um, Someone's got to do that. Yeah. By the way, um, so I forgot that I have an, an unarmed defense to add my Constitution modifier to my AC. Mm-hmm. So plus two to fourteen, is that right? Um, that so it's actually already factored in. Oh, so the fourteen includes that. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Um, normally, your armor class is just ten plus your dexterity modifier, and yeah, then whatever yeah, armor you have. But yes. you are particularly stalwart, and so you okay. you get that extra plus two. Um, so Thrain, you see this figure. Nobody else sees this. Um, none, none of the guards see it. They're all focused on the on the fire that's on the the incoming arrow fire that's happening in front of them. Can I make some kind of intelligence or wisdom roll to figure out like if I would think that it's a distraction and this is the, and this is or that it's just some random sneaky person? Um, yes. Yeah. I'll let you roll. Um, I'll actually make this uh, a history check. History check. That's interesting. I have no plus to that. And dice on the floor. Natural 20. What? All right. Um, man, with a natural 20, I was not expecting that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's what the you The whole know. plot has been revealed. <laughs> Here you go. Here's the plot line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Um, with a natural 20, uh, you're watching this whole thing. Thrain, you have fought orcs before. Um, you have been uh, involved in in maybe some ways, or maybe or maybe you haven't, but you've read, well, read battles. Okay, yeah. I, I was under that impression. Um, uh, you've been involved in these battles before, and they look very different. Um, orc battle tactics often are more brash and more open, um, and this uh, hiding in the forests, lobbing arrows doesn't look like a common orc battle tactic. Okay. Um, and the there's no way, like, a cart exploded on its own randomly as a fight started. Yeah. Um, you think that it's really a solid chance that this 
arrows thing that you're in the middle of is a distraction. Okay. Um, but you can't say to what, and it doesn't make the arrows not dangerous. Right. Um, uh, but you think that, that there's a really good chance that all of this is, is a distraction from something else. Okay. Uh, shoosh, uh, Grolo, come with me now. Uh, guards, continue to close the distance. You must run them out. Uh, but I need to smash. There will be something to smash this way. Ugh. Fine. And then I whispered to Shush, you're the more sneaky one, right? Sure. Um, there's, I whisper, there's, there's a shadowy figure in the town. Uh, maybe you could go ahead and see if who that is. Perfect. And oh. then, but I say, Grolo, come with me. We'll, we'll follow behind you or, you know, we walk into the light. You can walk out of the light sort of. Sure. Um, perfect. Um, so Shush, why don't you roll me a stealth check? Um, and then uh, the two of you, do you want to make it look like, you're, are you just taking off, or do you want to, like, um, uh, make it look like something, something oh, different? I don't know if I'm that smart. I, I, oh, I, 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 well, I'm not, but you can leverage <laughs> the fact that I just got hit by an arrow. <laughs> That's oh, okay. true. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't, I didn't describe any of that. Um, uh, Grolo, you got hit by uh, arrows, and one, one sort of, like, went into your, your leg, and the other one just sort of clipped your, your arm. Uh, so you got like a bad cut on your arm. How much damage a, did you take? You a, a like I wonder. Uh, oh, I took ten damage. I'm down to thirty. So I wonder if maybe you have among like of the only person that has some sort of way to try to calm me down from a potential rage. <laughs> because what it was about about to happen was an arrow just hit me. I was about to go nuclear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So. I, maybe maybe there's something in our long years that you learned <laughs> that helps you calm me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what you need right now. Well, I also told you there's things to smash over. The more yeah, important yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But I I cast cure wounds. Do I? Can I cast cure wounds on you? Uh, yeah, yeah. You can. Okay, that, that, that will definitely help calm me down. Uh, eight hit points to you. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, do you do you do something? Is there like a maybe a passphrase or a yeah? We need or something. A, the sun's getting real low. Yeah, like, <laughs> a little, a little, a little phrase that I've learned to be like, oh, right, follow. Yeah. <laughs> follow well, that's what it is. There's things to smash over okay. here. Okay, yeah. that, there we go. <laughs> I like it. All right. Sweet. So I'm, I'm at 38 now. Okay. Smash. Um, yeah. can, I, can I shoot one last sling as I'm running away? Or? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Um, uh, Shush, you can also, if I don't know if you wanted to do something on your, on your way pilot. out, or, or um, you can totally do that here. There was one oh, I guess you're sneaking. If you wanted to just yeah. ha- have your turn sort of fading into the shadows, mm-hmm. then we told you that. Cool. Give me an attack roll, Grolo. <laughs> <laughs> I, like your, I like your fade into the shadows uh, hand motion. Well, Homer Simpson into the shadows. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what I was going for, Kirk. Right. Um, nine plus four, so 13. Uh, okay. Yeah, 13 will hit. Okay. Roll your damage. Yeah, give me okay. some damage. Was it one die six? Oh, I, actually, you get to roll with advantage. So you hit anyway, but if you're if you're attacking the ones that are still illuminated, yeah, yeah. Uh, give me give me another roll just in case you roll, roll a twenty. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Okay. Plus, that's fine. That's okay. That's okay. You get the higher of the two rolls. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's going uh, what, purple. Need, so you, uh, it should yeah, say one, damage right I next. I think it's one d four plus. Yeah. Okay. One d four plus two. Pyramidy looking guy. Yeah. That's the one you don't want to step on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. The, the worst one to step on. And it's the bot top number. So two plus two. Plus two, four. Uh, awesome. Uh, you, you like, 
um, are, are retreating. You're sort of turning and, and headed in a different direction. But you give like one solid, like really thunk uh, rock against against one of these guys, right. and you do hear like a, like a grunt. Uh, as you as you peg him in the head with one of these with one of these things, um, I should also say um, because of the the fairy fire, um, you can see the the other two guys that had been fairy fired have been hit by a couple of bolts um, in the in the time that the the sort of guards were all there and, and firing. Oh, there's, there's the sort of like a line bolts. of guards. Yeah, there's a line of guards with shields and with swords that um, that Thrain was helping to push forward, and then there were some guards behind them that were using crossbows to to kind of do it. Um, do I have have I rested? Do I have spells back? Uh, you guys rested on the boat, and I don't think there's been any any combat or, or anything like that since since that time. So you should be uh, you should have been all at full hit points and full spells and everything at the start of the fight. Yeah, in fact, because I used to be exhausted, and I remember I crossed that out because we. Yeah, yeah, you you were able to get your rest. Um, uh, Shush, uh, what was your stealth check? Nineteen. Wow, Ooh. very nice. Where'd you go? Nobody knows. <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, with with that, Shush. Actually, we need to take a break, and when we get back, let's continue this adventure. What do you say? That's, that's do it. Great. We're going to find out what happens. All right, we're back from the break. Again, if you want to donate to this or learn more about this form of therapy, if you've been listening thus far, you must be attracted to it on some level. Go to gametogrow.org and learn all you want. And actually... Game to Grow is small enough now that you could just, you know, Skype or Zoom or Face Chat with Adam and or Adam uh, at any time. You know, they're 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 face forward to the world. So if you want to talk to these guys and learn, uh, sometimes it's free, sometimes it's not. But you know, go to gametogrow.org to uh, learn more. Yeah, and if you go to gametogrow.org slash contact, you can send us a message and let us know about what your hopes and dreams are about therapeutic gaming. Mm. Very nice. So what happened to Shush? So Shush, you faded into the shadows, um, something you're, you're practiced at, something you're pretty good at. Um, as you fade into the shadows, uh, you can see just beyond the sort of flaming cart um, and flaming buildings, uh, there definitely is a shadowy figure. It looks like, I mean, it definitely has the outline of, of an orc, um, but it looks like they're wearing very dark clothes, um, and they are, they are dressed clearly to, to sneak through the shadows. Um, and as you chase after them, it appears to be just a lone, one single lone orc, uh, who's sort of ducking down a back alleyway. Um, and as you, um, sort of bob and weave in, in, in the shadows chasing after them, uh, you notice that they find their way into what looks to be sort of a dead end alleyway. Um, and it looks like they're they're pulling out like a piece of paper, um, and it looks like they're sort of like looking over the piece of paper, like maybe a map or something like that. Um, and they're trying to figure out what they sort of stopped and, and are looking at, at that thing. Is this an orc? Uh, it, it, it looks look- like it. They're definitely tall enough and muscular enough to be an orc. Um, I would like to cast Tasha's hideous laughter on him. Um, awesome. Uh- <laughs> that is a wisdom saving throw of thirteen. Perfect. Uh, he bursts into laughter. <laughs> what is Perfect. your uh, when you great. cast Tasha's hideous laughter? Do you tell a joke or do you do you oh, yeah, do yeah. something along yeah. with How do you, it? Do, it? How do you a, get him to laugh? Okay. Um, I think I said something like, "I don't know why you're looking at that piece of paper. You can't read anyway." <laughs> <laughs> can we hear the oh, Can we hear the laughter? Girl starts laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, he does. He bursts. He bursts into laughter. It's not a. Uh, Tasha City's laughter, laughter is not um, joyous. 
uh, it's almost like painful to listen Ooh. to. Like it, it, it sounds like like someone being forced into laughter. Um, and so he starts he starts laughing and he, he sort of doubles over. Um, uh, and as you as you come up behind him, um, you can see much better. Um, and I assume uh, Thrain and Grolo, both of you are, are sort of following up. From, yeah, if from we the rear can well. perceive what's happening. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you, you come to the to sort of the entrance of the alley, and you can see Shush uh, walking up confidently uh, to this this um, uh, orc in in dark clothes. Thrain, did you want to say some like shh to me? Because like I'm like laughing. <laughs> he's he's at also the joke. laughing. I should have <laughs> laughed at the joke. I, I don't think it matters at this point, <laughs> right? Uh, it, not. It, it doesn't. It, yeah, it probably, it probably doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, at the very least, the orc is making enough noise. <laughs> right. I mean, I would have given us away, but I guess he told the joke. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as you as you pull the piece of paper out of his hands, and he's sort of he's sort of doubled over, and he's clearly trying to like like stop himself from laughing. Um, you pull the piece of paper out of his hands, and you see that the piece of paper just has um, some words written in Orcish. Can I um, can I understand the script? Enough to, like, uh, yeah, I would say I can, so. like, you, say you it out loud to script. get Grolo to understand what it means. Um, oh, can you read the script? Yeah, uh, like, give me, I can read German. I don't, I don't know. What give it me means, an intelligence but. check. Or actually, what? Um, in addition to that, what languages do you speak? Where are the languages? That's a good um, question. Oh, I can speak um, common and infernal. Um, okay. And then what, what was your role? Twelve. Um, I'll say, uh, it's not really similar to Infernal in any way, but I'll say, yeah, you know how to, like, sound it out. It says, um, so, so I speak Orcish too, by the okay, way. Okay, perfect. Uh, you can Gro- just read it then. I'm like trying to. Spell oh, yeah, it. you guys want to just walk Give me that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, can you. I, can his, you his, I can't read, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but I'm like, give me that. Brain, uh, here. <laughs> um, uh, your accent is atrocious. Is it offensive? No, just, that's just really bad. Not that I don't um, offend your. Uh, <laughs> It doesn't um, offend. <laughs> uh, Thrain, uh, as you read it, and, and I guess as, as Grolo hears it, um, it looks like it's just a list, a, sort of a bulleted list um, with three, uh, sorry, four descriptions of people. Um, it describes a dwarf uh, um, dressed in Moradin's uh, symbols, a oh. half orc. Uh, Wait, who, there's another dwarf dressed, of Moradin around here? <laughs> <laughs> who is, who is uh, uh, dressed in uh, old barbarian garb. Uh, and a tiefling um, who is dressed a little more fancy. We made it! Um, And and the last one on the list... They like me, they really like me. We're on a hit list. The last one on the list is a human uh, who appears to be dressed in um, sort of... uh, Oddly shoulder padded um, and uh, strange, oh, strange, yeah. strange setting clothing, um, and it sort of describes the clothes that that you had dressed Nicholas in. Right, um, and uh, that's enough time for the orc who's doubled over laughing uh, to sort of uh, he. You hear him cough, uh, and he stands back up and he says um, in a deep tone, um, "Did I get the right ones, sister?" And then you hear a high-pitched laugh come from around the corner. Um, and she says, they look right to me. Um, all of this in Orcish. Um, so the two of you can understand this, but uh-huh. Shush, you, you just hear um, sort of conversational mm. um, black, black, uh, black, Orcish. Black, 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 black. Yeah. 
Uh, and uh, at that point, the man, the orc in, in sort of dark clothes, you can see, Shush, you're close enough to him, you can tell that he's wearing um, leathers. Um, not just dark clothing, but he is he is um, uh, dressed in very dark leathers, um, and he pulls out uh, a couple of daggers and he's going to take a stab at you. Yeah. Um, by the girl, way, smash, bring uh, it. Sorry, one second. So, like, yeah. I have danger sense, but like, is danger sense for more like a trap? Um, it's usually more like traps and stuff. Actually, in this sense, um, I will give uh, the attacker um, because the the um, female orc. Mm-hmm. Is going to attack you, Grolo. I'll give her disadvantage on her on her roll because of your danger sense. Okay. Um, uh, basically, you had just a, enough awareness okay. to to know to to maybe dive out of the way. Um, so the first one attacks you. What's your armor class, Shush? Uh, my armor class is um, thirteen. Um, he definitely hits you, Shush. You're going to take. Uh, you're going to take seven damage as he stabs you with a knife. And then the other the other one, the female... Hellish Rebuke. Oh, nice. Uh, is it a dex save, I think? I believe it is. Awesome. Uh, he fails his dex save. Will you That's give me... That's fantastic. I'm assuming yours is better than so, yeah. eight. Yes, it is. So Hellish Rebuke is uh, when somebody does damage to me, I point my finger at them and I say words, mean, mean words, and then they're, they are wrapped up in flames and take oh. 2d10 fire What mean damage. words do you say? Um, Don't do that! <laughs> it's so mean. I've got so much adventuring to do! Um, and I'm actually going to cast it at a higher level. All right. Um, so that means it's 3d10. All right. Whoa. Nice. Uh, if, he, if he succeeded, he would get half as much damage. But that is 10. Whoa. Uh, 17. Whoa. Uh, 18. Wow, that's a lot of damage. Don't do that. <laughs> you guys have never seen that. Side that's of pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I, whoa. <laughs> I can be angry too sometimes. <laughs> How much was it? Uh, 18. 18. Awesome. That's great. Um, awesome. You, uh, 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 he, he bursts into flames. Um, uh, and you can tell he is, he is, um, very surprised, uh, to be bursting into flames after he just stabbed you. Um, and you, um, asked him politely not to, <laughs> not to do that. Um, uh, but, uh, while that's going on, uh, the female orc, um, goes to, uh, attack, goes to attack you. Um, you don't see anybody, Grolo. Um, she, uh, appears to be, you hear her and you hear some footsteps and that's where your sort of danger like sense, my spidey sense. Um, and she, uh, um, you move in just such a way that she, that she's going to miss her attack. Oh, um, she she um, sort of appears out of nowhere, mm-hmm. um, stabbing at you, Ooh, and she she cool like skin. just catches your clothes, um, but but just barely misses you. Uh-huh. Um, and she says, um, "Oh, this one's faster than I thought he'd be." Uh. Um, uh, and uh, I guess that's going to make it Shusha's actual like, turn. You're slow, lady. <laughs> um, okay, so I think. Uh, where are the, the lady and the guy? Where are they relative to each other? Um, so the guy was was further down in the alley, um, and you guys are essentially um, 
uh, sort of boxed in at this point uh, because the guy is further down at the at the edge of the alley, and then the woman uh, has circled around the, the side and has, is basically blocking the the only exit to the alley. Um, it's it's actually clear now that that this is going on to to all of you that this was a clearly a planned ambush. Uh, um, they were they were purposefully trying to lead you to this alley because right. they're looking for these people that look like us. They, <laughs> they're looking for apparently a group of adventurers that look exactly like you guys. How weird that there's another group of adventurers just like us. Yeah. Um, so these guys are not next to each other. Uh, they are not next to each other. Okay, yeah. not within 15 feet of each other. Uh, no. Okay, I'm gonna run. This, so the lady is blocking the exit to the alleyway, and the guy's somewhere else. He yeah. just stabbed me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if I if I run away from the guy, do I get an attack of opportunity against me? Unless you disengage, correct? Okay. Then I'm just gonna cast Thunderwave. Awesome. Uh, against the guy. Yeah. Uh, sweet. He's already burst into flames. Yep. Uh, is give this me like a solo. You're gonna yeah. do. Give me yeah. a damage. <laughs> I'm gonna go power card. <laughs> you could you could further vamp on your don't do that to me. Yeah. Don't you do this to me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think in this court, in this case, it's just a straight up power chord. Like, <laughs> oh, I like it. Like Back to the Future. Yeah. You're maybe you're not ready for that, but your kids are gonna love it. It's con save at thirteen. Perfect. Give me, uh, give me damage. Uh, uh, so two d eight damage. Um, and he actually did succeed his save in this one. Nine so he, damage. But he's going to take half damage anyway. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't blast him away from you, but it definitely like like um, uh, the the sound wave kind of hits him, and you can see him like stagger from it. Yeah. And especially from the fire that you had already kind of hit him with, he yeah. he looks like he's in I think he's in rough. I'm trying to think of like what a good song would be, like something like "Don't Tread on Me," Metallica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't turn on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was trying to think of like what a good yeah. song would be too. I don't know something in alleyways. Maybe. Yeah, shout, shout. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, awesome. Uh, it, it definitely it, it blasts him, and he, he definitely um, next time uh, you he use... staggers backwards Flash! a little bit. Um, <laughs> and, and he does say, um, "Sister, these uh, these ones are are not as weak as we were led to believe." Um, and she oh. seems to uh, look a little more wary for it. Good. Uh, Grolo, that makes it your turn. Weak? I'll show you weak. Rage! <laughs> Does Grolo shout rage yes. as, he, as he rages? Yes. So I rage. <laughs> uh, all right. So I have advantage on strength checks, blah, 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 blah. Plus two bonus on damage roll. Resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing. Okay. So anyways. So what can I do? I can uh, frenzy. You can go into a frenzy when you rage. If you do so for the duration of your rage, you can make a single melee weapon attack as a bonus action on each of your turns. So I guess I maul and then I frenzy. Is that a, uh, okay. a thing? Yeah, yeah. All right. So I, I just go maul- after the, the female orc. Okay, so you, so you start raging, and yeah. then you're going to uh, maul the female orc. Yeah. Um, so go be an attack roll with your maul. Um, and she's right next to you, so you really don't have to go very far to get to her. Twenty. What? Natural nice. 20? Natural 20. Nice. Whoa. All right. That's a critical hit. <laughs> Apparently, these, these, these bad guys are not going to last very long. <laughs> um, all right. That means, uh, so we do a custom um, rule for critical hits okay. uh, to make them extra sweet. Um, so you're going to do the maximum amount of damage you could do, and then you're also going to roll your damage on top of that. Okay. Um, so the maul, I believe, is 12 damage is the max. 6 plus 3. Yeah. So you got 15. So you're, you're at 15 already, and then you're going to add 15. another 2d6 on top wow. of Wow. Four. One more. And then roll, roll it again, yeah. Eight plus three. 
so 12. Uh, so you only have the plus three once, oh, but uh, but you still get 15 11. plus eight, uh, which plus is 11, 20. Right? Plus 11. It's 2d6 yeah. plus three. So uh, you got four and a oh, four and a three. So. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So 26. So 26. Okay. All right. Uh, that is that's a lot of damage. Um, uh, she looks like she is in bad shape. Do you want to give me your second attack? Yeah, you can attack yeah. her again. Yeah, it's my frenzy. Right? So yeah. Just, yeah, roll the 20 right. there. Yeah, it, it got it. You have to roll again. Oh, yeah. oh man, I was oh, really no. hoping for oh. another critical. Oh, that would have been amazing. You rolled a one? I think that was a one. Uh, you, you can't have them all, I guess. All right, but you um, have them all. <laughs> you can't have them all. I think ah, you have them all. got too excited That's... with my frenzy. I, I think you were really oh, excited with no. your frenzy. <laughs> oh um, no! Uh, God damn these dice! They they boost me up and then they drag me down. <laughs> um, perfect. What's what's gonna happen? And I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have you describe this. Premature maul. Um, but you land just a brutal blow on her. There's more uh, madness. And then as you go in for the next blow, uh, you maybe maybe spin or something along those lines. But your your maul just slips out of your hands. It goes. It goes flying out of the alleyway. Oh a long distance. You're, you're, you're not sure where your maul winds up. I will never as, live this out. out the distance. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy you one of those bracelets. <laughs> Attach it to your, yeah. to your wrist. The Nintendo. Yeah, the yeah. Nintendo Wii. Wii yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh bracelet. Oh, my God. So the mall, mall's gone. Uh, so the mall's gone. But, but uh. give me a description for the whole for the whole. Okay, sort of so, like, there. you know, I'm like this epic. You, you can see it's uh, one of those fr- Frazetta, like, you know, posters, right? Because I went in and, like, the orc face, right? And then I'm flipping around, and I try to get a little too fancy, and I go to do a backhand, right? But the momentum of my arm, (laughs) the thing flips out, so my backhand's empty, and I'm so shocked to see my hand (laughs) empty that I just, like, triple over myself (laughs) and land flat on my face on the ground. Um, It it started (laughs) off as such an epic, such an epic move. Uh, and oh. then it sort of turns turns into a bit of a stumble. Yeah. Luckily, the first blow is so harsh against her, uh, uh, she doesn't have a chance to like laugh at you or anything okay, like that. Uh, like she's still reeling from that <laughs> from that first blow um, as she's like trying to trying to bring herself back into recovery. Right. Um, although Thrain might laugh at you a little. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they will bring this up. <laughs> this will be this will be the story later on. Um, but Thrain, that makes it that makes it your turn. Okay, so can I can I go up and attack? Uh, the guy. Yeah, both him. of them are, are sort of available. You're sort of in the middle of the whole thing, okay. so uh, you can head in either direction. So I'll go attack uh, that thing, person, with my war hammer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I got a 23 for six damage. Um, awesome. A 23 definitely is going to hit. And that was against the guy, right? Um, he's not down, but he is looking badly, badly injured. Um, give me a description for your for your Warhammer attack. I have my shield out, and I go up to him in my typical dwarven power stance, and I just bring my hammer down as hard as I can and hit him on the shoulder. Um, awesome. Uh, it's uh, he's it it topples him to the ground. Uh, uh, he's not he's not uh, out yet, um, but between the the flames and the and the uh, um, uh, sort of sonic boom that he'd been hit by, and now you coming up and, and whacking him, uh, like it's enough to knock him prone. Um, and he he collapses to the ground, and you hear um, sort of a gruff grumble of um, uh, sister. This is this is not what we were told. Get out of here. <laughs> 
um, as he as he sort of shouts that to her, um, and that's going to make it his turn. So he is going to um, try to get up and try to get away from you, Thrain. Uh, but both you and Shush are right there, and he's in a dead-end uh, alley. And so he's sort of set himself up for failure on this. Um, uh, both of you are going to get free attacks of opportunity as he tries to run away from you. Um, he is dark, uh, uh, and you can see him trying to like use the, the darkness and the, and the shadows to his advantage, but because both of you have dark vision, it doesn't help him. Um, and so both of you give me attacks of opportunity against him. Can I cast a spell? Uh, that's actually a, f- a feat-specific thing that oh. you can do. Um, actually, when you level up, you might be able to pick that feat if you I want. I just try to grab him. Um, awesome. Grab Just to try to stop him. Yeah. By okay. the way, while, while this is happening, I'm just like, with li- one of my arms lifts up from the ground. I'm like, I'll stop him. Drain, <laughs> <laughs> um, give me a strength saving throw to grab. 16. Um, all right. Um, my attack was uh, 10. Uh, uh, he is actually strong enough, Thrain, that you try to grab him, and he, he yanks his, his wrist out of the way. Um, Grolo, I'll give you a chance to... Would I know that he's trying to grab him? Because I want to I talk to these guys. So if he's grabbing him, can I just make my action to be to assist the grab instead of, instead of getting the attack of opportunity? Um, yeah. Cool. So I'll just help him. Yeah, give me, give me another roll. He is pretty strong, but... 20... I mean, eighteen plus two twenty. Oh, all right. Uh, that's that isn't that is just enough uh, for you to to hold on to him. Uh, and he sees he sees you grabbing his his wrist, um, or maybe his his arms. Like you're you're full on grappling him, um, and uh, he is so beaten up that he's he's like trying to get away from you, but you're like keeping keeping just enough of a grasp to to um, keep his hands on. And um, I, I reach my arm over and I like put it on like the edge of his shoe, and I'm like, got him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Perfect. Um, the the woman next to you, Grolo, after you just like uh, totally um, yeah. whacked whacked the crap out of her, um, you uh, you can see that she uh, looks worried, uh, but she says, um, uh, "Brother, I will meet you in." In our usual meeting place, um, and there's a there's like a word look that that appears on her face, um, and unlike her brother, uh, she turns and her entire um, image vanishes oh. out of, out of um, midair. Uh, Grolo, I'm going to give you an attack of opportunity here, but you're going to make it with disadvantage, okay. which means uh, you roll twice and take the lower of the two rolls. And what are you attacking with? Because your maul is in Timbuktu. Yeah, I was just going to punch. Okay. Yeah, I was like, like sweet. You, you I'm still like like I'm struggling to get off the ground. Because by the way, I'm also exhausted now. Oh no, this is yeah. Because when my rage ends, my rage is still going, so I'm not exhausted yeah, yet. You're like round two so, in your rage, but I'm like I'm still raging, but I'm like all confused. So I'm just gonna swing my arm. So this is a, a really basically a really low chance of success, but I do want to give you the chance to to at least 12. try. And sixteen. So you got to go with the twelve. Oh, it's the yeah, because it's disadvantage. I add yeah. something. Your strength. Uh, in this case, it's just your strength. Okay, so fifteen. Uh, There's that that not enough here, okay. uh, but you do you do make a swipe. You, you do uh, ma- make an attempt at, at trying to catch right. her, uh, but she disappears into into invisibility and into the darkness. Um, uh, and you can almost hear on the wind uh, like her her voice as as she says like, um, uh, sort of like a, you're hot. No, no, <laughs> brother. Um, something like that. Um, uh. What do you want to do? Uh, so this this orc, uh, who is a full blooded orc, 
um, is really struggling against against all three of you. Uh, what is the what is the um, way? You, how do you want to handle so, this guy? Let's tie him up. Yeah. So the, while I'm holding him, we've been down this road before. You know, Grolo, tie him up. I'm going to be saying cutting words. Okay. On him, so that he has a minus four on his strength checks to get away. All right. Oh. Um, Grolo, give me a strength. What a strength are your cutting check? words? Um, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I I knew we would defeat you. We are heroes. <laughs> and then what am I rolling? Uh, roll me. Um, a strength saving throw, but because you're still raging, you can, because this is like all happening really quick, you can roll it with advantage. Oh, okay, so two rolls? Yes. Oh, yeah, oh. that's not going to do it. Plus three. 18 plus three. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then um, uh, minus four as well. That's 21. a good point. I like, how, I like how your character is just like insulting everybody. That's your, that's your spell <laughs> casting <laughs> yeah, ability. Yeah, that's your magical it's ability. It's in the rules. <laughs> I'm not even... <laughs> Cutting uh, and rebuking words. Yeah. Um, so 21. This guy does not uh, give up. Uh, you can tell he's, like, badly injured, mm-hmm. and he's definitely, like, having a hard time, and he still struggles like crazy. But, Grolo, you are definitely strong enough to wrestle, basically pin him <laughs> to the ground. Uh, and uh, it's enough time for of, of holding him, even though he, he like, really never gives up mm-hmm. um, for, uh, like, Shush and Thrain to, to t- get some rope out and, and tie okay. him up. Um, and uh, you, you, you tie him up, and you, you sort of sit him upright, um, and he is looking at you with just, like, a, a, a face full of anger. Um, and now that you uh, can get him into a better position, you can see his face, and he's got um, uh, sort of several deep scars on his face. Uh, but for the most part, he uh, looks like um, a, a, full, a full-blooded orc. He's a little more limber. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little maybe less uh, bulky muscle, uh, but he is dressed in uh, dark black leathers uh, with dark black cloth uh, between them. Mm. And it appears uh, that you find as you sort of search him, uh, he has several daggers that are that are on him um, and a vial of what, what appears to be some kind of a, a poison or something along those lines. Although it's, it's sort of unlabeled, so it just smells like something volatile. Um, uh, what do you guys want to want to do that? Well, I, I cast point. my zone of truth while we're at it. I yeah. also have zone of truth. Can we double zone of truth? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> do anything else. Cross, right. cross the zones. I grab so him DC from DC twelve. I grab him by uh, the, the levers. His wisdom's yeah, not super high. I think okay. it's. I think you're, you're totally fine. Okay. Uh, so you succeed. Okay. I grab him by the leathers. I'm like, who are you? What do you want? Um, Just yell at him in his face. Uh, Trying to intimidate him. Uh, he says, um, "My name is Below." Uh, below what? Uh, he, he looks up at you and he says, um, below you, apparently. Um, and I was sent here to kill you. Well, the four of you, although we're missing one. I'm confused. Who sent you? Um, he says, my orc leader sent me and I will not tell you his name. His name is actually, I, uh, <laughs> I think I had a name written down. Oh, no, I didn't write it down. Uh, we need to make up a new name. Um, give me, uh, give me the letter of the orc leader's name, Adam. G. Uh, E. T. Um. H. Y. His name is Get Thee. Get Thee. Get Thee to an honorary. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, orc chieftain Get Thee. 
get the... Um, and he looks, once again, really surprised. Um, but unlike Nicholas, uh, he seems to recognize what's happening to him. Um, and he uh, um, starts to uh, sort of... Uh, uh, think it through a little he, he gets a little thoughtful okay. um and he realizes he he you you can tell instantly that he knows he's at least aware of this kind of magic yeah um and uh you think he's gonna try to resist it or he's gonna try to uh, smack um he he takes it boy i like 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 an orc like wow. only an orc can uh, where you smack him across the face and he grins back oh, at geez. you i'm trying to go all jack bauer on him but it's yeah. not working where is get thee um he uh, uh, sort of looks tight-lipped, and he kind of shakes his head, and he goes, I know exactly where he is. Where? Um, he says, uh, I won't tell you. Yes, you will tell us. Tell um, me now where he is. Uh, he, um, in the, you can see, like, sweat dripping down his brows. He's, like, clearly trying to resist all of this. Um, and finally he says... Um, uh, These are not the dwarves, the dwarves right? right? Um, he says, "I won't tell you uh, unless you threaten me with my life." Uh, I can right. do that <laughs> if you say it's so. It's truth. He's he's, <laughs> he's under truth. He's going to tell you the thing that will make him tell you. Um, I will. I won't threaten you. Threaten you, but I'll threaten to sick Grolo on you, who will strangle the last <laughs> the last few hit points out of your life. No, the last. Uh, um, Grolo, give me another intimidation check, and this one with, I bare my teeth, all of them again with strength instead of charisma, so you can add a plus five. Can I assist in that intimidation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be like, like slightly ominous music okay. in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so you get a roll again, Bruno. Oh, okay, that helps because this didn't help. Well, it's better, but uh, so what am I adding? Uh, intimidation uh, plus five. Plus so. five. Okay, so tw- uh, twelve. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll say that's enough. Uh, he, he definitely, Grillo, you... I've intimidated him. You're, you're intimidating. A little bit. Okay. Um, and he says, uh, he looks a little, a little sad for himself as he realizes he's going to tell you the truth. Uh. And then he, um, uh, starts to say, um, you can find the orc tribes if you head east towards the, and then his voice cuts off. Oh. Um, and you see him sort of like struggling and he's tied up. So he's, so you can see him, his like, his like, um, he's like struggling to say something and it's not coming out. Um, and as he's, as he's saying it, he's, he like looks really confused. And then you notice that as his, the color starts sort of draining from his face, um, Grillo, roll me a perception check. (laughs) What is going on? <laughs> one. Uh, Grolo, you... Uh, your, your eye pops out. <laughs> is that a one, maybe? Is that a seven or a one? <laughs> uh, Grillo, oh you... Oh, God. You uh, fall down I again. am exhausted, by the way, so maybe that's what's happening. That, that could totally be... You're just so tired. I'm so tired. I am exhausted because I have a level of exhaustion now, yeah. so... Um, uh, Grillo, he just, he just stops talking and he's like mouthing something. Uh, but you're not sure if he's like just saying it really quiet or something like like that. uh, Um, Does anyone hear ringing in their ears? (laughs) Um, 
Uh, but in, in that moment, you, you can both see that he's, like, stopped talking, but he's sort of mouthing something. You, see, you watch the, the color draining from his face, um, and uh, you catch it a little bit too late. Grolo's the closest to him. Uh, um, you're like, what's wrong with you, Grolo? Uh, but you can see, like, uh, him, uh. him sort of, like, mouthing and then looking very panicked, um, and then uh, he slumps over. Um, and Grolo, in that moment, after he slumps over... Um, you can see the, that he has a, a necklace around mm. his neck, um, and the necklace appeared to have tightened on its own, uh, oh. strangling him to death. Like wow. magically? Yeah. And you can see the it's necklace magic. has a pendant on it, mm. and the pendant is a familiar symbol. Oh. oh. Should have checked for necklaces. Um, oh, my marker's running out. Aha! Uh-huh. That is indeed uh, the the symbol the, is the, the same symbol um, that you saw, or that at least uh, Nicholas uh, told you about um, from the that the um, uh, that the Lord the uh, Watcher's Eye was uh, Blancmere was was wearing around his neck as well. Um, uh, you know the symbol. Uh, uh, it is it is uh, the Watcher's Eye is is a common uh, uh, name for the symbol. I don't think we named it last time. Uh, but it oh, is a common name. The Watcher's Eye is the same name as the as the gem. Oh, okay. I want, did I write this in? Okay. Anyways, I had written down Watcher's Eye for some reason. Um, it's a common like. Uh, it, it's not the symbol's not called the Watcher's Eye, but it okay. is a common way in which people have referred to it throughout history. Okay. Um, but uh, to remind you guys, as as players, oh, right. this symbol <laughs> has appeared. Uh, um, in the past, when orc tribes were rallying together, um, and that hasn't happened for a very, very long time, where where um, uh, many, many orc tribes all sort of um, came under a single banner. Right. Um, but uh, the symbol is is commonly accepted um, in in history as a single symbol of Grumsh. So we assume that this guy's necklace killed him because either either. He like broke an oath or something like that, or that they like have it on like a quick release. Yeah, give me an Arcana check. Um, and I guess um, uh, um, Thrain, you can roll an Arcana check as well. Uh, five. Yeah, I got a five too. Um, you know it's magic. Um, it's, this thing's magic. Whether or not somebody was like listening in and pushed a button or something like that, or right. whether or not um, it was like an automatic response to him about to be having having given you too much information, uh, you you can't you can't know that. From I this. think he was just frightened by me. I grab him. Actually, I say, Grolo, grab him, and br- and we we got to get back to the front. <laughs> and I we run up to the front. Um, do we see? The attack has stopped. Oh, okay. Um, it looks like uh, the the um, uh, soldiers did the guards did advance to the to the forest under your under your direction um, and and started. Uh, you can see there's a couple of dead orcs that are that have been killed that were uh, that were in the forest, but um, there's only two of them, um, and it looks like the other orcs have have gone away or run away. And the guards say uh, when you come up to them, they basically say, uh, "Yeah, they they were attacking us, and they were all out, and these two even charged forward and drew axes on us, and then uh, all of a sudden the rest of them 
uh, ran away. I have, I have no is idea. Is the captain there yet? The captain is there, and, and he's in his pajamas. Uh, he's got, like, a little nightcap on, uh, like, a, like a, with a poofy ball on the top of it. You did uh, not heed my warnings. Uh, and he's got, he's, he's got his shield and his sword, but, like, uh, he's, <laughs> Wait, he's got bunny slippers. <laughs> jammies. Uh, and and he's, he's out there, and he's like, um, uh, all right, all right, uh, clean, clean up all of this. Put out those fires. Um, and you can see the fire at this point has, has spread a really long distance. And Thrain, you have a moment. Actually, maybe Thrain. Grillo. You have I a remember, moment where I you remember fire. this town on fire. Um, and you remember like like seeing the, the fire spreading here in this moment like really so, reminds you of the vision that you had. And so, so I was told. So I, I actually And I, so it shall be. Right. And I, I drop my I drop the orc because I'm exhausted anyways. And like the fire just kind of like scares me and, and reminds me. So I drop down to my knees for a second and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Um, Moradin will give us strength, Grolo. I hope so. Um, it's it's enough uh, with the commotion um, as things have like quieted down a little bit, and the captain of the guard sort of giving out orders to clean stuff up. Uh, Nicholas has come ba- come back out, uh, oh, how and, and uh, he's carrying a uh, bottle of um, of like hard alcohol, but he's put like a like a cloth in it um, oh. to to like. Uh, maybe maybe try and help out a little make bit, a or throw, like, like make a Molotov. <laughs> he hasn't lit it or anything. He just he just like clearly got it ready, or at least prepped it in such a way to make you think that he, <laughs> that he got it ready for this. Um, I'm ready, <laughs> and he's like, um, I'm. Uh, wait, wait, I gotta do the the, the voice right. Um, Park the uh, car. Uh, he he says, uh, I, I've come I've come out here to to uh, help. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I say, thank you, Nicholas. I knew there was good in you. You're uh, too late. I'm going to take the bottle from him and say thank you and then drink from it. Uh, <laughs> uh, he he uh, waits for you to take a long swig and then he, he gets it back and he <laughs> takes a long swig from it, too. Uh, he goes, um, oh, what, what, what happened out here? I, I get in his face, actually, and I'm like, where were you? We almost got killed. Oh, I, I was protecting the the alcohol. It was down in the in the pub. I wanted to make sure we were really clear about having to to make sure to drink all of that. So I drank a whole lot of it. You, sh- <laughs> you shouldn't have left us because on this note is a hit list of four individuals. That was the whole purpose of this attack was to kill four people in this town. One, two, three, and four. Yeah. As your finger lands on him, he looks he looks a little like uh, uh, white as a as pale. a sheet. Yeah, he looks a little pale. You're uh, lucky he, they didn't like, go after you first. Some, someone's trying to kill me. Us, the four of us. Uh, try, trying to kill all of us. Yes. And me also. Yes. Oh, I don't like the looks of this at but all. We took care of them. Right here is one of the assassins, but we took care of them. You do better to stick with us next time. Well, if you think about it, what, weren't you um, being attacked by those guys? And I was in the pub. <laughs> yes, but they could have come after you is the point. Uh, I, I suppose that's fair. And there would have been no one to take an arrow for you. Um, well, I, I guess I owe all of you a a great deal of thanks. You can find my mall for one. <laughs> what? You lost your... Uh, n- never mind. Well, Is the captain still there? 
The captain is still there, um, and he's he's barking a few orders and, and things like that. And he looks a little sheep, sheepish in your your direction, as you were clearly right and gave him a whole lot of warning. Yeah. And he uh, uh, he looks a little maybe a little embarrassed. I walk up to him and I just say, um, "So the whole reason why this attack happened was to distract for two assassins to come to town and kill us. That was the whole reason for this attack." I'm sorry to say. You think that a whole horde of orcs came in here. Uh, made a whole commotion just to kill the four of you? Yes. Do you speak Orcish? Uh, Do you no. read Orcish? Uh, no. Well, I here's took a, two he- years of, of uh, halfling when I was uh, in seminary school, um, but they haven't stuck. Well, he, while <laughs> the orcs were in the woods attacking with the arrows, and by the way, not a coming to town, Have when have you ever seen orcs attack from the rear? Well, Never. I'll be honest and say this is probably the only time I've seen orcs attack. Oh, well, let me tell you, orcs don't do that. They're not like elves. They, they rush into, they, they don't prefer ranged attacks from, from the distance. So there's that. The other thing is that this assassin right here had a note on him right here that had our descriptions, and I point to Nicholas too. So that's, so I, well, I'm telling you this because I apologize because I feel like we might have brought... Uh, horrible things to your town today. Yeah, just to be clear, my, my name's Shush, and this is Thrain, and this is Grola. We, um, this is, um, sorry, Nick, Nick, Nicholas, right? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, oh, we, we, um, we are well known. I'm the drummer. <laughs> yeah, we, we are, um, we're, we're sort of a thing. You we're, may have heard of we're us. We're a band, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, otherwise, we wouldn't need a drummer. That's right. <laughs> Tell your friends. Listen. <laughs> You met us. If you must know, this dirt on my face is no accident. It was part of the battle. Uh, I was wondering uh, if you just sort of smeared a bunch of dirt on your face. It was just because I was hitting someone very hard. Oh. Uh, Does dirt always wind up on your face uh, when you hit people very hard? Never (laughs) mind. If you um, see an extra mall around here, it's his, by the way. I I Uh, do need my mall back. Well, I suppose we... uh, Some thanks are in order. Uh, as you did help us defend from, uh, apparently, an attack from a whole lot of orcs. Um, I'll have a guard go and fetch your mall for you. Thank you. Um, do you know where you lost it? Of course! I didn't lose it, it's just... Oh, my apologies. I threw it in anger. Uh, he directs uh, uh, one of the guards to, to come and find out from you it's, which direction it was It's fly that way! To, to go find it. Um, and he turns to Thrain and he says... If what you're saying is right, then I think you uh, are correct in saying that maybe this town is not the right place for you at the moment. I agree. Um, Not that we don't appreciate all of your patronage and help uh, with the bank and all that, but um, if I might encourage you to take your leave so that we have fewer orc attacks on our town, that would be great. Well, we think we know where the attack might be originating from. So we will be heading in that direction anyway. Thank you for your hospitality in the, in the meantime. No enchanted weapons or boons of any sort? Oh, I don't have any of those uh, things, but... He uh, doesn't even have pants. <laughs> <laughs> he, does, he does sort of pat down his pockets, which he doesn't have in his pajamas. Um, uh, but he, he's a little um, both embarrassed and also like... Uh, he's feeling a little sheepish, like, in his pajamas, <laughs> uh, so he's gonna hand you a bunny slipper, uh, <laughs> uh, and he says, like, um, 
on behalf of the town of Torax, <laughs> I would like to present these pony slippers to you, uh, Grolo, mm. um, in return for your uh, bravery. Oh, all right. Well, then, these en- I will accept these enchanted bunny slippers and take them with me. What, what do they do? Yeah, I think you put them on your hands. Okay. <laughs> Magical bunny hands. I like it. They're yeah. very warm. Can I eat them? Uh, you could try. <laughs> very well. Um, uh, he nods and kind of gets back to uh, cleaning things up. Uh, you guys do still have the room for the night. Um, so I don't know if you want to try to take off tonight or if you want to try to get some rest and then take off in the morning. Definitely need a long rest. I yeah, gonna, I'm exhausted. I was yeah. going to carve my name into the... Well, these guys are half drunk, too. I mean, they were... Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty true. Um, you did you did a whole lot of drinking. That's uh, true. That's I'm going to carve my name into the side of the bed. Do, do like we find my... was here. Sorry. Yeah. That's all I'm... I just... Yeah, I, I, we saved the town. I was expecting, like, a plaque or yeah, a statue right. yeah. or something. <laughs> do I will make my mark on this town. I like it. Hey, do, um, do we find my mall, mall somewhere? They do. One okay. of the guards finally brings your mall back. Right, he's good. he's having trouble carrying it. All right. Um, uh, but he hands it hands it over to you, and uh, uh, so you don't have to go buy a new <laughs> mall. <laughs> um, the 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 four of you are able to to sort of get back to the end, and there there is like a little bit of a feeling of of uh, lack of appreciation, maybe, or lack of. Um, uh, of the town sort of receiving you well, um, and especially maybe for Shush, uh, Shush, you you you've always had this idea that like you come in as as the hero, as the adventurer, um, and you save the town, and they they shower you with at the very least admiration, uh, <laughs> if not gold and riches and wealth and and statues, <laughs> statues and, and all of those things. Um, mm. And I don't know whether or not uh, uh, Thrain and, and Grolo have had enough of these experiences to to know. Um, maybe how much more this is this is sort of similar to the to the experiences you usually have. But Shush, this is maybe your first time like really truly being a hero, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it just doesn't it doesn't have the feeling like you thought it was going to. Yeah, Shush is going to keep drinking and then carve his name in something. Yeah. <laughs> like probably like a is there a tower or like a statue? Shush was here. Yeah, I'm going to totally. Uh, th- I'm going to fa- deface th- some public property. There's a fountain like. in the center of town. <laughs> you can go and, and deface that. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I just I was just expecting a boon. I keep, I keep saying I want a boon. <laughs> Whatever a boon does Grillo know what a boon is. I've heard Thrain say that before. I, like, I like boons. It's a fl- flavored it's a flavored wine, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh perfect. Well you guys rest for the night. Um everybody roll me um perception checks for the morning. Oh god. Ten. Seventeen. Oh nice. Three plus whatever. Um, shush. Uh, may- maybe there's a fair amount of drinking. I don't know whether or not Thrain would drink um, uh, after that. The rest yes, of the night, but not the not before. Um, the, there are are actually some people in the inn who um, uh, who who come up and thank you, especially some of the guards. Uh, Thrain, you uh, you get some some special thanks from some of the guards that were in the <clears throat> phalanx and stuff like that. Um, a few of them got injured, but none of them were killed. Oh, good. Um, and uh, a few of them like attribute that to your leadership oh, in that, in that moment. You. And so there's a couple of guards that come by and like buy you buy you some drinks and, oh. and thank you really personally. Uh, one even gives you like a great big hug. Uh, um, 
and says like I've never never been in a battle like that, but but wow. you've you've like saved saved my life and and my family thanks you. Lord and blesses you. Uh, <laughs> and they they're really like truly appreciative. Um uh Shush, you don't you don't get uh, any of the real recognition this for that. This is the next morning? Uh, no, this is that that oh, evening. Okay. Do I notice um, that he's upset? Uh yeah, you know, I think I think it would be it would be pretty plain. I don't know if, if Shush is hiding it at all. I look at him and I say, "Listen, not all of us can do as much damage in battle. Don't feel so bad on yourself." I, I don't think I feel bad about doing damage. Do you don't have to hide your feelings from me. It's okay. <laughs> I, I just I, slide a bottle of liquor over. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I cast thaumaturgy on my voice to make it loud enough for everyone in the bar to hear, and I say, let everyone listen to me, the greatest, most sneakiest, goodest, (laughs) bestest musician, brave in battle, saved our town. I want everyone to give Shush a round of applause now. (laughs) They give give Shush a a big round of applause. Um, and there's even some like uh, hip hip hoorays uh, in in Shusha's name. I left Shusha. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I wonder whether or not that would uh, that would help a little Shusha bit. Shusha's gonna like fight back tears. Yeah. As he's as especially if Grolo is gonna give him like, <laughs> the, like the sort of like for he's a jolly good fellow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Can you play Grolo's some shoulder. sweet notes? On yeah. Your... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'm not gonna go deface any public property. Oh, okay. That, that sort yeah. of changes the yeah. changes Shusha. I was gonna go like carve a tiefling face on something yeah shush was here yeah nice. um that, then uh, that gives a different feeling to the to the end of the night there's yeah. like a, a, a greater feeling of yeah success you survived a battle you survived some people coming coming to hit, to kill apparently you um and although the mystery goes deeper there's there's definitely like a, a feeling of uh, victory and, and, um, and i grab my my uh, drink and i say i just want to say a toast for sometimes we all Drop our weapons in battle, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I'll, I'll say like the the other people who are in the in the pub are just they, they will toast to anything, <laughs> um, and they're all they're all cheering cheering you on to pretty much anything that you say at that point. Um, in the morning, uh, Thrain and Grolo, the two of you are sort of sleep sleeping this off. Um, and you know you have to head out this morning, but but um, there's a, there's an opportunity here to, to sort of catch up on your rest. Um, and Shush, you're you're in the same place, but you hear sort of a shuffling noise, um, and you can see uh, you are all sort of sharing one large room uh, along with Nicholas, and you can see Nicholas is um, sort of packing up his his stuff. Hellish rebuke. Uh, you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't hellish rebuke unless he's attacking you. Yeah. Um, well, he just says that. He just, he just, yeah. he just shouts hellish rebuke. Hellish rebuke. Um, uh, he's clearly like like trying to he's be trying really. To sneak out? Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to sneak out. Um, uh, in fact, he's he's actually. Um, uh, it looks like he's going to crawl out the window um, because there's a bunch of people like downstairs and in the and in the hallways and stuff that know him now and and saw him. Uh, being being so victorious and and everything, uh, because know. he sort of got he sort of got roped in. Right, uh, yeah. we, people clearly knew he was with you, so even though he didn't really do anything, he was like <laughs> he, he was like getting some, some, some recognition for it. Um, I'm gonna cast thaumaturgy and close the window. Uh, he looks he looks pretty alarmed, uh, and he like like uh, shuffles uh, back and forth, and he looks around and he sees you sort of looking in his direction. Where are you going? Uh, and he says, "Look." 
no offense or anything, but like, I- I'm not a like a hero like you guys. Uh, I'm not cut out for like people trying to kill me. Uh, whatever you described, like like an assassin or something like that. I- I'm not in- I'm not in for anything like that. I was just hired to rob a bank. Okay, like I I don't I don't want to. This is real heavy. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's real heavy, and I- I'm not sure I'm I'm cut out for all this. You guys awake now? Did I wake up? Uh, he's he's saying it pretty quietly, um, but it's enough. Um, Shush, you can speak loud enough that mm-hmm. if you want to wake the two of them up, you can totally do that. I think um, Shush would say uh, Shush would speak loud enough that everybody could wake up, <laughs> and Shush would say something like, "I think if you walk out that window, you will die." Um, he goes, you, "You are a marked man." No, there's like a there's like a awning. <laughs> and then you can, like, drop right down to the ground from I there. I don't think you understand me. <laughs> oh, I mean, the, the assassins are coming to kill you. Uh, well, you, you, you. Your chances of survival are better with us. Shut up! I'm trying to sleep. Grolo, smash. Oh, what? <laughs> He's trying to leave. What? Why are you trying to leave? Uh, because I'm not a, a hero. I'm, I'm not anything like that. I'm just a... I'm just a nobody who got pulled into something that's way too big for what for whatever my britches can handle. You, let me tell you something. When I met this dwarf over here, I was like you. A nobody. A nothing. <laughs> Worthless. <laughs> Worth less than less. It's true. Just like you. It's true. But he told me I was worth something because I had some food he needed. But then we adventured together. And I became Grolo the Cruel. Before that, I was Grolo the Weak. So you too can become a great adventurer and a great hero. I'm not sure that that's what I want to have. Uh, at this point, I would just be happy to drink a pub in my hometown and be be away from from some of this some of this stuff. This is this is crazy heavy stuff. You guys deal with this all the time. Uh, uh, until yesterday, I lived on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I played music looking at the, the sunset. Um, that's, what, that's what my life was. He he uh, uh, puts his bag down, uh, and he kind of sits in the chair, and he's like, Look, I told you I would bring you back to my my contact in the city, and I suppose I, I owe you that much, but I'm not sure I'm cut out for all this. If, after that point, you would like to leave... We will let you leave. Um, Can I have the jacket back? He, he nods, but <laughs> he's a little sad to give up the jacket. And he, he takes it off and he, he hands it over to you. Um, and he says, um, we should get going. Uh, it looks like they're actually trying to, I don't know, put something together outside. And there's some angry people about their, um, about their houses being on fire. Oh, they're not going to blame us. We saved uh well i don't know i don't know about you but i i don't want to have to answer to that uh, okay let's go all right all right have a nice life no no you're with us you're staying with us yeah I think he's, he's he's requesting that you go all together yeah you're the one that wanted to go <laughs> he's like just saying you, he's gonna die by himself we know yeah, yeah. i know but so he's gonna take us to the psychology <laughs> <laughs> he's no, gonna I'm, take us to his contact Oh okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I, Sorry, I, I, you I, can take the jacket back for a little while then. I, I agree <laughs> trying to, to climb do that. out the window. Like, that's a, <laughs> trying to take 
It's a good check. Well, you closed the window on me. I, oh, I, I did. I can't. Yeah. It's a little trick I've got. Uh, all right. We should make it to the cot. Uh, the guy said that uh, they had the cot going over to the to the docks, and so we can totally go with him uh, on the cot this morning as he's, as he's doing all of his trade at the docks and uh, probably hide, hide our way into there so we don't have to, I don't know, interact with all the people. Okay. I just thought it'd be nice to, I don't know, I think about keeping undercover, I guess. See, you're useful already. We didn't have such a plan. Um, he does He does have, like, a little smirk uh, um, to to that comment. Uh, and he goes, um, well, I, I guess that's just the way I like to think. See? You're no longer Nicholas the Weak. You're now Nicholas the Smart. Uh, uh, I like that. <laughs> Nicholas the Smart. <laughs> just like me, yes. That's not bad. Um, it, it, he's, he smiles a little and he perks up a little bit with that. Uh, do you give him the jacket back after? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, he'll he'll take it and he like holds it holds it kind of tight. Mm-hmm. Give him a knowing look, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as the as the uh, four of you, uh, do you want to do you want to sneak out? Do you want to follow uh, Nicholas's plan? Uh, I'm I think if I don't my know character if that's, would if that's sneak out. Yeah. I, I don't. I actually just walk out the front door and yeah. You, know, you guys can sneak out if you want to. I'm, I have to face the crowd. I think Shush is also going to face the crowd. Um, I, I just, hey. I just like climbing out of windows, so I just so go, you climb I just out climb window out the window and then go yeah. face the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> um, Nicholas kind of um, uh, gets into the cart and he, he um, uh, gives you an assurance that he'll meet you at the at the dock. Although, if you want to like go along with the cart, uh, just not uh, under under hiding, uh, you can totally choose to do that so that he doesn't. Is the really town confronting us? Um, there are uh, some like angry people out out uh, outside the town that are seem a little unhappy. Apparently, the fires after um, everything happened, the fires got a little out of control, and uh, several houses uh, basically were burned to to unusableness uh, before they could really put them out. Um, and there are several people, even though you you clearly saved a lot of lives, there's a lot of people who like didn't see that. Um, who basically ran away and then got into some ships, uh, and then nothing happened, and they came back and their houses were burned down. Oh. Um, so there are some people that are a little unhappy with it, and the captain of the guard has actually showed up, um, uh, and he, uh, Captain Marist is is there, and he's sort of like uh, trying to calm people down, and he's like, um, now, now, they. These these fine adventurers have uh, saved us from a tremendous attack uh, from orcs that had come in the night, and uh, they deserve our respect and they deserve our help. Yeah, they uh, listen. You, they came to get us at this town. They wouldn't have even come here if we weren't here. So we saved you. <laughs> uh, it's it's clearly helping. There's a there's a woman who who's like. Um, Kind of uh, dumb. She's <laughs> <laughs> uh, she no. It's not. It's definitely not helping. Um, uh, there's a woman who who says like, um, uh, "What will I do now? Like this, this my, my house is burned down." So out of character, how yeah. much does a house cost, or how much would it cost uh, to rehab houses? Uh, maybe like uh, like uh, some of these houses are actually um, uh, fairly large. If, if the whole house burned down, it might be uh, fifty, a hundred gold. Okay. Uh, to, to rebuild the whole house, um, uh, it can be definitely pretty expensive. Certainly, a lot of materials and labor um, to, to do something like that. Um, well, okay, so I stand up on something tall, like a porch or something, and I and I say, "People of Torax, it is true that the attack from last night is due to us. They were coming to kill us. But let me tell you something: there is an evil in this land that." has nothing to do with us. 
That is why we came here to fight the evil. Now we are going to go somewhere else to fight the evil and the evil will hopefully follow us. We are sacrificing ourselves for you. And, and then wait for a reaction, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, give me a, um, uh, I guess, a persuasion check. I feel like every time that he would say us, Shush would like try to tell everybody what our names are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shush, Thrain, uh, Grolo, and um, 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 Nicholas. <laughs> the smart. And I clap uh, at the, the end of the his smart. little speech. Right? Yeah. <laughs> single, um, single clap. Slow yeah, clap. Gro- uh, what, what I got a 12. Your, a 12. Uh, Grolo is the only one clapping. Yeah. Um, although you do hear somebody say like um, uh, "good" when you get to the <laughs> when you get to the we're leaving totally the something, <laughs> something else. Um, uh, you 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 guys clearly um, you you faced a lot of uh, people the night before who were like so so appreciative and so thankful, right. and it's clear that this is not the crowd uh, of people. people that yeah these are the morning people. Um, and uh, uh, at the very least, these are people that that lost their possessions and lost their homes, and they're they are so um, uh, upset about that, and, and maybe pointing to you as a as a source of blame for it. So I lean into Shush, and I'm like, I think it's working. Oh, I think they, they, at the very least they'll remember us. I yes. I go to the captain so that everyone can hear, and I say, I give my reward. To you, Captain, distribute amongst the people that will be needing things. Oh, um, that does get a little, a little bit of a, a little bit more appreciative reaction. Oh. Uh, how much money do you give? Fifty-five gold. All right, that's that's quite uh, a lot. I, I raise my hand and say, "I need things. I lost some things too." <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, do you we got your mall back. We got your mall back. <laughs> do you give me a look? Like, come on, you're you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> oh, fine. Um. Uh, that's that does get some some appreciation. The captain says, "Well, that's quite generous of you." Um, and he says, "I will be ex- escorting these fine gentlemen to the docks uh, in order to help make sure that they get onto their boat safely and soundly and have all the supplies that they need." Um, and you, fine people, and he gestures to the to the crowd of ang- angry people. He says, um, uh, "Can go back about your business. Uh, the guards will help you get settled into other accommodations." Um, I I give. Uh, I give 25 of my gold to Thrain. I'm like, here, Thrain. You shouldn't have to go empty-handed. Oh, uh, thank you. It's very generous. It's, that reminds me of when I just I have to tell a story. <laughs> I was like seven or eight, and I had done a Halloween night, uh, you know, uh, trick-or-treating. And this is back when we used literal uh, uh, pillowcases. And... For hours and hours, and this is back when you would just get a tiny little, you know, yeah, like, a, a little the thing. Min- the minis, or whatever. Minis. yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah, like some people just give out, like, here's a lifesaver. You know I mean? <laughs> but my bag and my brother went with me. He was seven years older than me. Like he was my escort going around, and uh, so he had a big full bag too. He wasn't as excited about it because he was a teenager. We're almost back home, and this car pulls up. And I, I never forget the the taillights of this car because it was like a '60s like Pontiac kind of interesting back of the car. This dirt bag, uh, you know, think 1979, 1978 teenager jumps out, pushes me into the ditch. Oh, whoa! Grabs my candy, the fuck? jumps in the car, and drives off. Oh my! God. And I and I'm like. 
all that work. And when you're yeah. seven, candy. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So we get home, and I'm just like, well, I guess that's that. And my brother gave me all of his candy. Oh, oh that's, that's super sweet. That's so that's what that felt story. like. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> what is wrong with these 17-year-olds? When I was right? five in New York, my dad had bought me an ice cream, and he was next door at the laundromat. And I'm sitting there, and like this, I don't know if they were 17, but clearly these way older teenager kids they just like I don't know what they said, and then all of a sudden one of them just knocks my ice cream to the floor. Yeah, can you imagine? Like that's so mean. And you still remember that? Yeah, it traumatized yeah. me. Yeah, that was a lot. That I sticks bet, with you. I bet those guys don't remember that. No, that's, the, that's the worst part. <laughs> yeah, about that's yeah, the that worst the, part. I hope they're the like losing but I'll make sleep. Them remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope they, I, they wake up in the middle of the night and go, "Man, I was such a jerk. When was I yeah. doing?" I have a special set of skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they're patrons of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> they get to listen in and go, yeah. "What have I done?" Wait a minute, no. But I was trying to, I was trying to actually hold it because it was spilling off his hand. <laughs> he thinks I knocked it down. <laughs> it was poison. He was trying to save. He was trying to save you from the, the Don't poison. Don't eat that. <laughs> He's trying to watch your calories. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to save you from, from a, was... a slow, a slow and, and diabetes kids. Difficult, difficult, uh, yeah, they were altruistic. Uh, like, he was yeah. sent from the future. Yeah, they're uh, the same yeah. same teenagers of mine trying to save me That's from right. di- diabetes. That's not yeah. vegan. Slap. Yeah, <laughs> sent from the future. I like that. Yes. Um, the the four of you. Nicholas is just in this like fruit cart which he's hiding under, um, and uh, the four of you um, make your way towards the dock. Um, and the the captain of the guard is there. He's no he's no longer in pajamas. He's in he's in full full garb gear, and he walks with you to the to the docks um, and helps you load up the ship. And he actually has brought a whole bunch of supplies um, uh, that he had he had sort of uh, it looks like maybe paid for himself um, uh, to to kind of make sure that your ship is stocked with oh. um, food and water and all the all the things you need for a ship. Nice. Uh, and um, and as he's kind of helping you get loaded up onto the ship, uh, he actually is going to turn to Thrain. Um, and uh, Thrain, he he has the guards in this town all have like a badge um, to designate them as guards. Ooh. It's just like a cloth patch, but they wear it on their uniforms. Um, and he's brought with him an extra an extra Aww. cloth patch. Uh, and and he turns to you and he says, "I know it's not much, and the town doesn't have the the money to really help you out with anything, but." know that what you did was appreciated at least by a small few ah. um, and hands it over. And he, he actually brought a couple of extra cloth patches to, nice. to give to everybody. Honorary and he, and he, he, so he, he says, says this to kind of everybody, but especially to, to right. Thrain since Thrain gave him all the, all the warnings and everything ahead of time. Yeah. Um, and he passes out these, these uh, cloth patches. They say um, uh, guards of Thorax. On them. Oh, nice. Um, and so you you can each add those to your to your inventory. I will treasure this. Um, and Nicholas, quite an too. honor. Uh, and Nicholas, like like um, it looks like he's uh, almost tearing up a little oh. uh, at at receiving this thing, and he he kind of like uh, um, shrugs it off, and he kind of like it's clear that he's trying to hold that back a little bit. But there's uh, good you, in you. You can tell that he's he's <laughs> really touched by by that idea. Um, and uh, as you sail out um, from the water. Um, you start heading, I guess, south. It was was what you guys had decided uh, yeah. towards the city. Yeah. Uh, you start heading south towards the city of uh, Pahija, uh, and uh, and the sun 
sets down below the mountains. It takes you a couple of days to travel to the city of Pekia. Um And there's a there's like a nice day of just being on the water and fishing mm. and sort of uh, recovering from everything. Um, and there's a, a great moment where all all four of you are sitting uh, with some fine drinks that it looks like Nicholas might have stolen from the inn uh, <laughs> that he brought along with him uh, and uh, sitting and enjoying some fine drinks uh, watching the sunset as you sail down towards the city in pursuit of this strange mystery. Beautiful. And that's where we're going to end for our Dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> Wait, where's the after credits scene? Uh, there's, there's, there's actually just a freeze frame of like each of your characters. Uh, and it's like, Grolo went on to become a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. We got like a good amount of fighting in there were you expecting these guys to deal out so much damage no no i'm gonna have to really balance my fights differently in the, in the future I just used you guys did all a, my spells you guys did a great job like <laughs> like really early on with the with the um attacks on the on the orcs i was not expecting that so that so i'll you know to the listeners i'll say that um this is the sort of gaming that I love because, you know, there's a little bit of action. There's choices to make, obviously. But there's also, like, real heart involved. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you set up opportunities for us to actually develop, you know, interesting relationships with this Nicholas character whom you thought last time we would just turn in and that would be the last we'd see <laughs> yeah. of him. And now it's like... What's going to happen with Nicholas? You know, now I, get, I have a real sense of, like, Nicholas's um, insecurities and what he wants in life and what his defense mechanisms are. You know, like, he's afraid to try to be good because, you know, he he's fearing failure or something. Who knows? But he yeah. actually seems to like appreciation. He has a good streak in him. Um, and our connection with this captain, you know, and our connection with the townspeople and... Like, these are real things that actually I feel emotional about when, you know, I did that thing for Shush, you know, and then you said, you know, I wipe a tear from my eye. Like, that, hmm. that like, was legitimately emotional yeah. for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's, so it's not uh, a game. Like, someone, I did a, we did a survey recently to all the listeners, and someone was like, um, I'm not really into computer games like Dungeons and Dragons, so I don't really listen to that. And I just and I just like <laughs> it's not a computer game, like yeah. really. It it is it's a human game. It's an emotional game. You know, when it's right. set up right, it's about relationships and realness and like heart and and character and like what you decide to do and everything. And so it's uh, it's very meaningful in that way. And I actually I. I I find special joy when things don't go right. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, like, when... Speaking of video games, though, like, when you play a video game and you find the cheat codes, mm-hmm. for the first, you know, few minutes, you're like, oh, this is awesome. But then a few minutes into it, you're like, okay, this just ruined the game, right? Yeah. yeah. So you really want that challenge. You want things to go. They, they say, like, you know, when you're writing a story, you need to make your, your protagonist go through hell. Like, mm-hmm. every challenge should be, like insurmountable <laughs> yeah. so I, I love it that I was like 21 <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah no. that was epic like you know massive amount of damage and then yeah. like it's the worst know. possible and it's yeah. funny because he you know the DM didn't say you, you fell no. down no. but you were like I'll just make myself fall down right too. 
when it's again like first of all there is the random chance because it's not like we planned okay I'll roll a 20 and then I'll roll a 1 right it's like the odds are actually kind of funny it's like maximum minimum right and that creates some interesting things and then I agree with the with the emotional moments like the uh, you know Thrain stepping up to hand his money to the townspeople you know and the and then like the I really I actually really liked the female orc appearing out of nowhere like I could picture the scene in my head you know mm. like whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> so right pretty. so that's a character that's interesting that will probably show up again right, right. and it's like the the fun involved in that like I'm jealous of you guys because you play with you know youth year round and so you can have characters that will pop in and out months later right uh, I'm I'm reincorporating a character from two years ago. Oh, yeah. nice. this this Thursday, uh, or not this Thursday, but the following after that, I'm, I'm incorporating cool. a villain from two years ago who was locked in a pocket dimension. Oh, is going to come back now as the savior who's going to rip them out of mushroom pods in the future. <gasps> nice. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, what what do you think the players are gonna how they gonna how are they gonna react to that? Are they um, are they gonna be like, oh my god? So I think w- only one player is playing the same character as the previous one, so he's gonna like be able to have the whole character. Like, I remember oh. you. We locked you in a pocket dimension. Everybody else has heard of or their character. Their characters haven't, but they ha- they know the character. So it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty epic. Did their characters die? No, they just wanted to play different characters. Oh. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Often they go, you know, the, the character goes off and retires or goes to have adventures on their own and have right. this new character. Previously we went to something. law school, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. That yeah. was like Grillo's story. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Do you get pleasure from that, you know, your own uh, improv story yes. arc pleasure? I So my background before I did this was I was an actor and I was a performer and I really like the story aspect of everything that we do. Like, I, I love stories. I always have since I was a kid. And now, yes, I'm a facilitator and, and molder of youth, but I'm also a professional storyteller and I get to make up stories cool. all the time. And cool stories. And Adam and I will, like, workshop what the name of the spider god should be. <laughs> you know, like, like that. that's really fantastic part yeah. of my job is, is awesome. getting to make up stories. But we don't make up all the stuff ourselves. We get to, like, make it up with the kids. Like, we do some of that here, too, where we make up, a you know, a word one letter right, at a time right. or whatever. But we'll also, like have them help co-create cities and help co-create stuff sort of like we did with the, with tumble day. Right. right. Um, so we get to do something that's like ancestral. The thing that we're doing is like, we used to do that before we had literacy before yeah. we, as people had the written word, we would sit around fires and make up stories together. There's something like deeply innate to this that feels like feels right. Yeah. There's also, although we're 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 what we're doing is is therapy and it's therapeutic for for our clients. There's there's an aspect to it that is um, we have to bring in a lot of our own energy and a lot of our own uh, um, sort of enthusiasm for the game and it, it for us to play a game that's fun uh, for us in the in the role of, of facilitating it is really important. It's it's super important that we come in and we're we're excited about the plot lines and we're excited about the twists and we're excited about the characters that we play because that's what's also going to give that excitement to the players at the table and and help create sort of that feedback loop of, of those two sides. Hmm. Um, so I really like not only could could I 
not really play the kind of game that I would not be interested in playing. But it also would be a disservice to everybody else at the table because I just wouldn't have the same level of of like energy and enthusiasm and, and excitement for it. Totally. Right. Like thinking back on the adventure tonight, I can tell that or you drummed up a personal interest in the characters that you embodied, you know, the the two assassins seemed particularly the brother sister seemed you know particularly kind of fleshed out or something i don't know mm-hmm. and nicholas has a personality now too you know and so did you get some enjoyment in that uh yeah absolutely my my goal um for this session um and and you had kind of mentioned this right at the beginning uh which i thought was really interesting kirk because you said um we're at session three now the characters deepen and the and the plot deepens and now it starts (laughs) to get more interesting my goal this session was to um help all of you uh expand your characters a little bit more and to help you um figure out where your where your character lies because in previous sessions it's been um uh maybe maybe more uh, jokes, which I love, jokes, and I love, I love those moments. But making you have to make moral decisions and making you have to make choices that may have consequences; um, those are where your character really comes out and shines. All of a sudden, now you have to decide what your character is going to do in a situation where both choices seem like legitimate and fully, um, fully important choices to make, right. and there's no clear like. Um, uh, which which way should I go on this right. um, that that necessarily exists? And then you have to deal with the fallout. And you have to deal with the consequences of right. having made one decision over another decision. Also, like, the, the question you asked at the beginning of the day, like, totally helped me understand as a player, like, what? how am I going to be motivated? What is what is Shush's motivation? Because before it was like, well, he's like, you know, he's an adventurer. He, like, wants gold, I guess. And, like, right. he's going to save people because, like, that's how the game works. Right, you know, like it's a you game, want recognition. But now, now because you asked that question, and I had an opportunity to like think about it. Now I like had a, a, some sort of like background software I could use to be like, oh, well, what should Shush do in this moment as a, as a story element? Now, like now, right. and there was still like some mirth and revelry that came from like Shush being silly and wanting to like go carve his name on the wall or whatever. Um, but then there was that moment that where Thrain like pointed out Shush's you know, contributions, which is like really what, like what I said earlier in the game, but that was only possible because there was like that nature of character self-disclosure that we all had together. Right. It's like some of those, not all, but some of those famous actors that are so convincing that they'll say that they will even beyond the script. They'll just like come up with a back, like rich backstories for why. And like, why would they smoke? And Mm -hmm. why do they use their right? And you're like, whatever. Right. And the, it, obviously, they don't talk about any of it on the scenes, mm-hmm. but it comes out as rich depth mm-hmm. to the character. So I think it definitely helps instead of just like, yeah, I'm an orc or I'm a this or that. It's like, oh, no, I, I have a life that I've lived and there's things that have happened mm-hmm. who have shaped that have shaped me. And that definitely is is it makes it both in a way easier, but also more rewarding to say things and make choices in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I've played a lot of D and D with a lot of different DMs, and I've DM'd my you know run games myself. And the special thing about uh, Adam Johns in his DMing style is how free you are as a player to do what you want. Like I, I sense no railroading in him. Like there was this moment. There's been a number of moments where I'm like well, where's the adventure supposed to be heading? And I was like, ah, I bet you Johns has this figured out that I could actually just sort of intuit what my character actually wants to do. 
and you also will reward a lot of choices you know like you're not resistant and i've played sadly i don't know if i just get have a bad batch but a lot of dungeon masters have almost kind of a hostile relationship with players in terms of you know hey wait you're going off script or even kind of like a sick pleasure and like frustrating players you know (laughs) and so i point this out to compliment uh adam johns because because the other thing, if you if you don't if you never run games for yourself out there, you know, Adam has to prepare quite a bit. He has to think about, you know, lots of different possibilities that we might take, and he has to prepare that in advance. And he also has to think about the larger arc of the of, you know, I don't know how many sessions of D anD D you have in your head now. Six hundred. You know? Yeah, you know, for, for this one story, and he's running other stories, you know. In, with, with other games. And so I, I point this out because if you're thinking about doing this work, uh, you're not, you're probably not going to just be able to be an awesome dungeon master right off the bat. It's a very developed skill. It's very nuanced. And you definitely want to reach out to the two Adams, the experts who have done this sort of thing, uh, not only entertaining wise in the sense that I'm talking now, but you know, also with a foot in, trying to guide it to some therapeutic goal with with people and adam and i have have a lot of advantages of of having been uh uh, played dungeons and dragons for a really really long time and been dungeon masters for a long time and now have uh having run groups like we do for eight years um and so uh, we've gotten a lot of opportunity to really reflect on on what makes for good games and what makes for um a compelling experience uh at the table um but there's a lot of like tips and tricks that we've picked up that we love to share with other people and we love to to help um give guidance for for um here's how you can start down that path or here's how you can start building those those skills in that direction um, Tip number one: Always world build as a player. Uh, <laughs> world build problem solve. Oh, yeah, world build problem solve. <laughs> yeah. I reach in my pocket and I find an orcish translator <laughs> that kills every orc in sight. <laughs> yeah. Little does the orc know I have orc poison. <laughs> Well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us out there. Why should people take care of themselves, Adam? Um, because they're important. Why should people take care of it? Because they're worth it. Oh. You deserve it. (laughs) 